Energies with your uncle. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, PK agents, revenants, uh, 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 like wraiths. Wraiths. Do you have any idea what I'm talking about? Uh, <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. I'll, I'll do this the easy way. Ghosts, Arthur. I used to, I used to hunt ghosts with your uncle Cyrus. Goats. Hey guys, welcome back to Spooky Tuesday, a weekly podcast where we're breaking down all of our favorite slashers, thrillers, monster movies, and black comedies on the new scariest day of the week. I'm Sydney Thompson. I'm Monica Height. And I'm Chelsea Duff. And this week, oh baby, this week is a special week. Oh yeah, it is. Is the week before our boy. Maddie Lily's birthday. Happy birthday, Maddie Lily. Happy birthday, birthday to the king. Matthew Happy Lillard. To Maddie Lily. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I, so, yeah, I bailed halfway through. It's fine. You gotta you gotta commit to the bit, commit. Chelsea. Well, I sure didn't. So we're gonna if forward. you're trying to be the singer of the pod and you don't commit to the song, then wow, it's over. You have to leave Adam the people would be wanting so more. disappointed. Adam you would have be to so leave disappointed. The people wanting more. <laughs> oh wow. Well, I mean, Matthew deserves the full song, but our listeners don't deserve I'll to do hear a that. Private, <laughs> Here's the um, thing, Marilyn Monroe. Happy birthday, oh. Maddie Lily. <laughs> personally I really enjoyed it um and so to celebrate his birthday not only are we doing one of his films which we will reveal shortly we are also dressed and ready for it (laughs) we're all wearing our super cocky Maddie Lily shirts obviously I'm wearing a happy birthday party hat um because it's we've got a birthday boy to celebrate his birthday is for the um, occasion we all dressed up Mm -hmm. we're all wearing lipstick we've Um, been drinking makeup my hair is clean it never is so you guys are in for a treat um we're having alcohol we're all drinking we've all been drinking already um (laughs) have been drinking just a fair warning but it's a celebration this movie this movie this movie it requires a drink it does it requires a drink it deserves a drink and that movie is 13 ghosts <laughs> oh god um we I, we mentioned this at the last uh the end of our last episode we had all seen this before I absolutely was 100% dragging my feet so nervous nauseous to watch it again because last time the whole time my brain just went huh um and I didn't absorb any information and I didn't know what was going on and I was scared and I was lost and I was confused and nobody held my hand um this time I was not with a group I was able to watch it by myself I could pause rewind one billion times to really absorb all those super plot exposition moments in the beginning so that I understood what was happening 
so much better. Such a better experience. Yeah. I really liked it this time. I was a fucking hater before and I was, was dreading rough. Was rough doing this time. movie. I was right. like when when we watched it, but he wasn't over the in summer, it enough either, too. That's true. When we watched it over the summer, was it y'all's first time seeing it? I yeah. never even heard of it until Monica kept being like, we have to do this movie. We have to do this movie. And I was like, why does it have numbers in the name? I don't like that. Because um, it's I- provocative. <laughs> it really gets the people going. People love numbers. People love numbers. Um, I have okay. heard that about people. Maybe that's why. Because I have vivid childhood memories of like watching this movie on cable oh my god oh my god like how did they have it on cable there's a lot of tits well they would it it would always be blurred (gasps) they They just blurred it they would blur the nipples out yeah 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 yeah. that is almost sounds like a lot of work you know what I mean yeah but like they would play this on like cable all the time Yeah, straight up. I watched this last night with Adam and Savannah. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. um, Savannah does not watch scary movies all the time. Um, But we told her. This is a great one for her. We were making her soup. And we were like, if you want the soup, you have to watch 13 Ghosts. Because Monica has to watch 13 Ghosts tonight. Right, right, right. right. (laughs) Um, And so she came over. And like, you should have seen her face the whole time. She just looked so upset and concerned. Like, she would just be like. Uh, like the entire freaking it's like monica this is what you do for a living but not actually and you're like yeah this yeah this is how this is what you do <laughs> for a living this is how yeah. we make our fortune. i make so much money off the pod oh, yeah mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> just uh, in personal donations like, yeah i was fucking thrilled i was straight up, just in tips it's just in tips just uh, just in tips <laughs> Just in experiences, guys. We're oh, it's so rich, rich in experiences. But like, yeah, I mean, how Savannah felt last night probably was how you and I felt when we watched it with Spooky Crew. And it here's the thing. When you're watching with a group, you can't pause and you can't rewind. And I just got left in the dust absolutely every single moment. I really needed the second rewatch. And that's why I was telling you guys this before we started recording, because I had to make sure that I remembered what my P word is. Um, But that's why I give provisional knives out of fives sometimes. Because sometimes I'm like, I think my second watching experience would be completely different than my first watching experience, such as the case with 13 Ghosts. Because first time, completely over my head, didn't appreciate it, didn't understand what was going on, did absolutely love the banger of a credit song, um, which is by Raw Digga, who plays Maddie. Mag- what is that the right Maggie. name? Maggie. Maggie. Thank you so much. Close, close, um, close. But... Other than that, I was like just so scared to circle back. And then I had a blast. I was such a hater. I was like, this made no sense. And then for some reason in my memory, I was like, Matthew Lillard is barely in this movie. So what's the point? And why are we doing it for his birthday? For birthday when we could be doing Dead Man's Curve? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Because I cannot fucking wait until we do that movie on the pod. I am so excited. I love it so much. Matthew Lillard is in this movie a ton. He is in this yeah. movie a lot. Okay. But he should be in it more. I <laughs> he, agree. Sh- he should be in everything more. Um, I agree. But He's- he is beautiful. He gets covered in blood. He's really the heart of the film. If he you is will. the heart. Um, and also, for some reason, I didn't think that he looked that good in this the first time. And I think I must have been recently hit over the head 
when I saw it for the first time because he looked fucking what is amazing. Wrong with you? Even He's in those so stupid sexy. glasses. I know. His fucking outfit with the like, I don't his know, cover Paisley. Okay, well, yeah, don't even get me started about the orange jumpsuit. And then he takes it off and he's wearing a full fucking suit underneath. He's like with a red change, baby shirt. (laughs) He's wearing a suit jacket underneath an orange jumpsuit. Like, yeah, I will say. And I don't want to offend anybody named Dennis, but it is not a name that really added sex appeal to his character in particular you know what I mean he does he's not, not have a Zane. he's not a blaze or whatever he's not he, even he's Dennis Stu's which is even fine hotter he can than be that. Dennis but yeah Stu not a very why did they do this to him because he's so he was they so said we have to tone it in down. the late it's 90s and early otherwise. 2000s like shaggy not sexy you know what I mean Norville like, right <laughs> like and here's the here's my favorite thing is oh, Maddie he was coming like right off or like he did this like right before Scooby-Doo or he was coming right off Scooby-Doo. Wow. That's actually to imagine somebody filming these two movies back to back. Like actually unhinged. it makes a lot of sense. <laughs> okay. Hold on. Barely so- anything makes sense about this. Um, yeah, right, okay, IMDb sure. trivia did say that there was a scooby movie or there was going to be a Scooby-Doo movie or something that was like a 13 ghosts take because 13 ghosts is based on a book um and it's by the same person and I have it somewhere in my notes but I don't know where in this moment but it's by the same person who wrote the story that the not the haunting the other one that was like the same year as the haunting with a very similar name to the haunting do you know what I'm talking about house on haunted hill yeah, House on Haunted Hill. Same story um, for it's both It's a movie. Those. Huh? It's a movie. It was a movie that they did. And, um, Wait, it was are you talking first... about the turning of the screw? No. Um, so this I is see a re- where your mind is going, though. I, this see is the, a, I see the cogs turning. This is a re- It's a movie remake of a movie from 1960s. Of that's based a, on a book by the same guy who wrote the book that whatever movie you just said is based on. Maybe. Okay, let's I don't know. Wait, Too many how about we just, how about we just Google like 13 Ghosts book? Start over. <laughs> let's Google Scooby-Doo. But, but I do know <laughs> that the original, thir- like, I think the original, thir- I have no idea what the original 13 Ghosts, I haven't seen it. But I do know that um in 1960s, the movie was given, it was the first movie to use kind of like a 3D glass. Yeah. Imagery. This and was so, so cool. Inc- it was my favorite trivia piece about this whole thing. Same. And it, it's like not even about this actual movie. Um, but the movie, if they handed you like 3D glasses and when the, when the ghosts were on screen, you could put the glasses on and you could see the ghosts. And basically like in 1960s like if you were too scared to see the ghosts like you saw like a completely different movie from what the movie was actually supposed to be and that's where in this movie they get the glasses where you Mm -hmm. can like see the ghosts it's so genius Mm -hmm. they like inserted the literal physical way that you had to watch the movie in the 1960s and they made it a plot point in this version of the of the story it's I love it's that. So it's so incredible. Okay, it's very but cute of them. 
Speaking of plot points. Speaking of plot points, you're trying to circle back. Hold on one more second. I'm going to okay, the IMDb and then... Scooby-Doo and I'm going to read it because it's one of those IMDb trivia things where somebody just and made a lot of then we'll tell you what the movie's to. about. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't, that's not information that's relevant for this podcast. Um, it says, Matthew Lillard, Dennis, later starred in Scooby-Doo and Scooby-Doo 2 Monsters Unleashed as normal Shaggy Robert Ro- Rogers. I love to read. <laughs> An earlier incarnation of Scooby-Doo was The 13 Ghosts of Scooby-Doo from 1985, featuring the voice of Vincent Price as Vincent Van Gogh. Curiously, the f- <laughs> I love when they do, curiously. Um, curiously, the first movie produced by Dark Castle Entertainment and the previous to this film is House on Haunted Hill, a remake from the original House on Haunted Hill from 1959, starring Vincent Price. So that's how it all, and then, yeah, there we go. It's a clear anyway, reference. It's a clear <laughs> reference. Thank you, Thank you for bringing it back to our brand. Of course, of course. I'm all about branding here at Spooky Tuesday. <laughs> all about us, actually. Everything we do is We're the brand. Maddie's the brand. All about us. Actually, don't say Maddie's the brand. What if he didn't like that? But he is the brand. Oh my god, but if Maddie didn't like us, I would just kill. I will never have right to now. find out. Um is the thing. We can live in ignorant bliss for the rest of our lives if we choose. He's gonna like it. Once he finds out about it and we have him on the pod, he's, he's gonna not have a, a really guy. good time. Oh, no. What if what he's if like, he's... I hate Maddie Lily, and we say it constantly. It's fine. Well, I feel like maybe we call him Matthew. I don't think we're going to immediately be like, hey, we're on Maddie terms with Matthew Lillard, <laughs> like immediately, like maybe it the second on how time many margaritas I'm in. Sure, 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 sure. <laughs> okay, Have okay. we met him at a bar at a convention or has he agreed to be on the podcast? It's different contexts. It's true. Yeah, it's different, true. Different. Both are Maddie terms though, frankly. Yeah. Okay. At that point, he's committed to being Maddie. <laughs> if he agrees to be on the podcast, clearly he's fine with Maddie. Oh yeah, clearly that's that's obvious. We don't even know. Okay, to but ask. back to the plot. Yeah, Sydney, <laughs> what's the movie about? Can I you tell us plot. about that? Plot is so good, always. Okay. Uh, so Thirteen Ghosts is all about Matthew Lillard. Unfortunately, it's not, but we wish it was. It should be justice. It for basically is Maddie Lily in this movie. Okay. Mm-hmm. When Cyrus. Criticos, a very rich collector of unique things, which is like he's trying to collect ghosts. He's collecting spirits. He's collecting souls. Spoiler. Exact. Oh my god. Okay. And samurai swords. Oh yeah, yeah. A lot and like a lot of glass. He knows a lot of Latin. Um, he leaves his house and all his money to his nephew and his nephew's family, and while they are inside the house. They realize they are not alone, my friends. Wow. Because all those unique things that he's collecting, which are ghosts, um, live in the basement of this weird glass house that he has inscribed with Latin. It's not a house, it's, it's a machine. Oh, it is a machine. The machine. The devil. Yeah. And powered but here's by the, the thing. dead. Um, you say all that plot and it sounds like it would be a super coherent movie. Um, but then when you're watching for the first time, they throw you into a junkyard and people are screaming and (laughs) there is what seemed to me to be a haunted 18 wheeler. And then it spews blood everywhere, which I love someone is just like shouting constantly. Um, and Matt, Cyrus is wearing a cape. You know what I mean? As he is wont to do, let him Mm -hmm. do whatever. Him, just like Dennis, are very fashion forward. 
in there. Yeah. <laughs> Two swaggy gentlemen. Oh yeah. The swag also, is just dripping in this movie. Wait, here's the thing actually that I have a very important question about because um, I didn't remember much of specifics when I started watching this for a second time. And so when I was watching in my notes, I was like, Maddie Lily can sense ghosts with his brain, I think. Um, and then I was like, oh, he can like if touch. His brain would be involved. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. what you, yes, that's where you, you touch things, you sense them, they send messages yeah. to your brain. Monica, um, anyway, what I'm saying is um, he, there's a moment where he like touches the ground and like can sense how many bodies are there. And then I was like, oh, his power is that he can touch the ground and something something goes um which seemed relevant and seemed like the right answer because there's this moment where he like takes out a there's a cinematic shot of cyrus like kicking a bag of tiny rocks out of his hand and i think the implication maybe now that i know that his no. powers are not touching the earth related wait i think they're drugs that's not um, what happened like, it's not rocks yeah what's he's going taking, on he oh my god chelsea <laughs> please explain he, he, his ability is that if he touches someone, he can like see all their trauma and all their past and shit. And so like, it seems like it's that he touches something and he can like sense the trauma that has happened there. That's what it seems okay. to me. Cause he touches the ground. He can tell that there's what 43 bodies in the area. He touches Tony Shalhoub. He sees the whole white backstory, the right. fire and everything and all of that happening. So he's like overwhelmed by how much death is in this car junkyard um uh, because he that's thought it was where just nine the, bodies he was told the broke the break breaker only killed nine people but the there were not. 30 yeah. that's the name of the ghost but they call him the breaker in the beginning because Why? as it turns out that is what the juggernaut was called when he was a serial killer who was alive oh. yeah so so he's killed like 30 31 people since he's people. dead yeah. yes right. of course of course of course so what happened in that scene is he pulls out a little pill bottle not a little bag uh, of rocks I'm so worried about you that makes so much more sense I like he and he's trying to take bag like, a tiny safe pure earth that he can touch to like palate cleanser no, is what I was thinking I no. he's trying to like take I don't know what it is but I'm, I'm essentially I'm assuming it's a depressant or like something like, like that Xanax, right, right yeah right, like right. a Xan um to like take the edge off is what he says but then Cyrus fucking punts his medication all over the fucking <laughs> junkyard and I was like how dare you he needs his medication let, let him have his pills alone. What a cinematic shot of this guy kicking tiny rocks of drugs into the air. He wanted to take the edge off tiny rocks of drugs. Oh, was it different land he can touch without having these screaming psychic violent visions? It's pills. <laughs> that it's makes pills. 1, times pills. more sense. But and also just an to clarify the confusion I experienced even the second time around at some point to clarify the semi truck is not haunted that was no it's planned. just a truck <laughs> it's a planned part of the event where they were spraying we are blood the ghost all out. over to lore yeah lore them out I there i cannot and then, tell you 
how confusing I find the opening scene to be. Oh, I truly was like, there's a haunted 18 wheeler. He has tiny drugs that he can touch to clear his psychic visions. Um, he, the, and it's all of these blood, and then they say, like, let the bait out. And I was like, is Maddie Willie the bait? Um, and I'm still not totally sure that they're uh, troops of dudes um who were there to be muscle were not supposed to be the bait oh, but was the blood the bait the, no was it was both it was it was fucking both cyrus okay. doesn't care who dies he just cares true. about the means to his ends you know what i mean extremely like, true he, like the i will say that the deaths in this are fucking fun like all yeah. the deaths pretty much except for like one or two two actually just two uh three other deaths no four four other deaths happen in this how many deaths scene. monica four four i counted <laughs> them all there's four um and four significant all, ones yeah well all the rest of them happened in this front first scene where oh, everyone oh, just gets yeah, fucking mushed into yeah. cars and uh-huh. i love that I love one guy gets a like man i don't care about backwards yeah into They're the really trunk into of the bone breaking in this yes. film the breaker maybe that's crunched. why it's his name because yeah they didn't really explain it even there's like articles and stuff with dvd commentary telling the whole backstory of the the quote-unquote 13 ghosts they just oh yeah we're gonna 12, we're gonna read every single one of those later um, they are so this movie, I think, would be so much better if it went into more of the ghost background story. Yeah, I yeah, totally Nicole. agree. It gets bogged down in how cool the house is. Uh, and they're just like, wait, you've seen this CGI? Wait, it's going to do it again. Wait, it's going to do it another time. Wait, like, I feel like, you know, if the I don't know how they would have done it. I'm not the person writing and directing the film. So it's not my job to tell them what they should should have done yeah i'm just saying that they should have done something that it would know been, about these ghosts mm-hmm. it would have been hard i think to work it all into the story without it just being like a very clunky long exposition heavy scene and it doesn't like add any needed information to the story but it's super fun and i can absolutely see why in the era of dvd commentary dvd extras they were like guess what we came up with all of this while we were doing hair and makeup and so you're getting it and we wrote little obituaries etc for some people and i think they like give you some of it they like give you glimpses but not enough to be like why is this man a giant baby with barf on his face you know what i mean like they're not you would never be able to deduce like the fucking names they literally all have names and they have times that they were born and times that they died like that's how here's, granular they here's got. the thing i would love for this and it's long it would have to be longer than a like i think this would make an incredible tv series but you couldn't do it yeah. like you don't want a 20 like a like a limited series but it needs to be like a 50 teen episode limited series like where it's like not one of those like nine or ten episodes but it can't be like a 20 something season because you need 13 episodes for all the ghosts Mm, no but they could I feel like they could do that and they just don't have it all be like as linear like each episode has a flashback to the ghost backstory I said ghost weird well Um, it should be like a five minute opener for the episode of the ghost being alive and then 
uh, 45 I'm, minutes of Maddie Lilly hunting the ghost and capturing it. Right, like I want to see like, stars, a, yeah. my thing is I want to see the ghost backstory. I want to uh-huh. see them hunting the ghosts. Uh-huh. And then eventually I want to see like Cyrus and the family trying to like defeat the ghost, which is why I was 13. saying like, yeah, I guess. Like I'm so selling th- you on it. My pitch is working. I love this. That's fine. But I do wonder, this movie was like kind of a flop um, when it came out. Now it's a cult classic. Now it's a a cult classic. cult classic. Um, And many people have DM'd us about this movie on Instagram because it's a Maddie Lilly movie and also it's Balls to the Walls Insane. Um, And we love Balls to the Walls. Avi, have you met us? Um, But it was a, a flop. And I wonder if they were thinking were it to be not a flop would they have made a maddie lily ghost hunting prequel you know what i mean like did they have ideas and that's part of why they had this like rich tapestry of ghost background do you think maybe who knows okay but think about this when they make it a tv series because we're gonna pitch this to somebody now maddie lily can be cyrus Oh, I'm going to go ahead and be like, where could Maddie Lily be in this movie? And not the movie because he's already in it. But Uh in our TV adaption, he is Cyrus. But he could also be Tony Shalhoub. No, I want him to be Cyrus. I want him to be evil. Yeah, I think he would have a good time. Because I still think he could stay in his role, too. You know what I mean? Why can't a a ghost hunter be um, a distinguished gentleman? That's fair. He could. But I think that that I want him to be, I'm going to go ahead and jump to some of the segmentos because um, these aren't a thing. Where would Maddie Lily be when that's a free for all whole episode? He's whole episode. He's whole episode. But here's the thing. I would like Maddie Lily to be Cyrus. And Uh then we have a, another Dennis and Dennis and Cyrus are lovers. Gorgeous. Lovers. They're lovers. I just What's her I... name? Kincadia? What's Kinkala? The oh girl? yeah. Kunika. What's her name? Kink- no clue. Kunika. <laughs> something with a K. No, I'm sure it's something with a K. I don't think it's that. I Kalina. Kalina. But here's the thing. Another like lover. And therefore Cyrus is a bisexual king. <laughs> mm-hmm. That feels right. And he that gets, feels right that he's wearing a fucking cape. Exactly. He's in a cape. He's got a cane. He has the bisexual dramatics. And yeah. Matthew Lillard would, Matthew Lillard has the range and the depth to play an eccentric bisexual billionaire. With 100%. a cape. With a cape. And a cape. Gorgeous. Maddie, girl, come get our movie. Hey, Bestie. Hey, Bestie, we have an idea for you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But okay. yeah, here's the this, thing, this movie... um, okay. you go. Cause I didn't know where I was going with that. Well, I'm just going to move us past the first scene real quick. Cool. <laughs> Love that for us. <laughs> but like, okay, the first scene of this movie really like it sets the scene for how fucking nuts it's going to get later. So that's mm-hmm. good. At least it's like testing the water. It's just like, I'm going to throw you at the wall and you're going to be full of shock and scared. And oh my God, what am I going to do? And then you're briefly lulled into a sense of calm um, with the next part. But okay, I want to know what your y'all's thoughts are on like the title sequence of this movie, because Mm. for me, Uh first of all, it is clear it is 
the setting the seed, this is what you see. You see Tony Shalhoub, he's sitting in a chair and then you watch the camera pan around in the circle as only through audio, you hear the story of like, not like someone telling a story, but like you hear snippets of the story of their house catching on fire and it burning down with his wife inside the house and she fucking dies. And so you don't see anything. You just see the house as it pans around in the circle and then it comes back to Tony Shalhoub. The first thing I will say is that it is so very clear that whoever directed, I guess it was Catherine, whatever her fucking name is, she watched 13 Ghosts and then she directed New Moon because this is the exact <laughs> same fucking scene as Bella's it depression wasn't spiral. Hardwick. They didn't let her do any of the other movies. Oh, That's why they're not the as good as the first one? one. Some man. Some person. Okay, well, New whoever moon, they were, they Twilight made one good director. choice by by looking back. Chris White. The, the original incredible film, which is 13 Ghosts and using the same cinematic. I mean, it's a great way to show how sad something is and how sad you are. So that was good. But I was like, so... I don't know. I read this article and it's a great article. Everyone should read it about this movie. It's so fucking funny. It's Collider's. Uh-huh. Uh, it's Collider and it's by Gregory Lawrence and it's called 13 Ghosts. That reviled 2000s horror remake is good, actually. And here's why. He's and right. He should say it. It's fucking hilarious. Like the way he writes this, I was laughing out loud reading this article. It's just so well done. But uh-huh. he was like, oh, this is like an incredible cinematic moment where he like makes this like cool artistic choice to like have you hear the journey of his grief instead of playing it out on screen. But for me, I was like, I feel no connection to this family and their grief because I'm not seeing anything. And it feels like kind of like I just speed through to get to the to the point instead of like building like the character development and all that shit. What did you guys think? I don't know. I was angry. I um, have some mixed feelings because I think the beginning of it, they like smash from the the opening scene, which again, absolutely insane. Everything about it insane. Nuts. So much plot Nuts. exposition at you all at once. Like if you don't understand the opening scene, you're not going to understand the rest of the movie, which is what happened to me last time. And then they somehow just cut to this domestic bliss, nostalgic memory with the like distant echoing audio to show you that what you're hearing isn't necessarily tied to the scene that they're showing you. Um, And it's so over the top with like the first excerpt, which is like the parents watching their kids out in the yard. Um, and, and Tony Shalhoub is like, she's got him on the run now, but before you know it, he's going to be picking her up and throwing her over his shoulder. And then the mom goes, they're perfect. And then the dad goes, no, watch them, watch them, watch them. And she goes, they really love this place. And he goes, I love you. You know that it's like, so over the top, it's so um, cheesy, but here's the thing. They did sell me on it. Um, because by the time they got to the fire part, I said, honestly, yeah, the fire audio is doing a good job though. Um, and, but okay, wait. And then I did say, go ahead and just segue right into the funeral audio, Jesus Christ. Um, (laughs) and then I said, Shannon Elizabeth doing some heavy lifting with this voiceover. Um, so it, it was, I think mostly good, but, but a little too on the nose dialogue wise, you know what I mean? Um, I will say Tony Chaloub acted his ass off. So whatever emotional moment I did or didn't get from the beginning, 
Tony Shalhoub acted his office off. And I absolutely like wept when they showed the mom at the end. (laughs) Oh yeah. I mean, honestly, like this movie has some fucking knock it out of the park actors in it. Like Matthew, duh. But like Tony Shalhoub is incredible. Like in every role. He's like putting his whole ass heart into this film. Yeah, seriously. It's like, this is 13 ghosts. And Tony Shalhoub is like, I will win the Oscar for 13 ghosts. (laughs) Yes. He's like, I'm going to show you how to Mm -hmm. (laughs) He said, there was one IMDb trivia piece that was like, this actor said specifically they did this film just for the money. And it's like, okay, first of all, it's a job. That's fine. Um, But second of all, Tony Shalhoub is here for the passion. Tony Shalhoub is here for the love of the role, the love of the the job. He said, um, he didn't say this. This is my speculation on what he said to himself in his mirror, possibly while uh, thinking about taking them apart. Um, this is such a beautiful story. I have to bring it to life. This grief, this trauma, you know what I mean? Like he took this so seriously. And, but in a way that is not like jarring with the rest of the film, it's like that really quiet construction that works so well. Yes, yes. Did yeah, you like my impression like, of Tony Shalhoub? Is that I what really, he sounds like? I really, Honestly, I really that's definitely it. what he so much. sounds like. As Hire me seen, to two birthday parties. As someone who's seen <laughs> a lot of, um, oh my God, I forgot the name. Monk. Tony Shalhoub? Monk. No, the, Monk. a lot of Monk and is very familiar with Tony Shalhoub. Um, spot on. how you say his name? Shalhoub? Probably, yeah. right? Tony Shalhoub. Oh, we, I know for we, sure. Oh, amazing. I, I'm positive. I've been saying his name for years. It's my dad's favorite show. Sure. But <laughs> I was I was pretty positive about uh Neve Campbell when we were, were did that first episode. So I don't I still don't understand how that occurred, but we're gonna Nev, let it slide. Neve. Don't know. Nev. Moving on. Nev. Nev. Oh my God. I, that's what oh I said, God. obviously. Oh I was just God. pranking you guys. <laughs> okay, so I'm fast forwarding a little bit. Okay, well, I don't want to fast forward past this part because isn't it so wonderful that the son who shall not be named because I forgot what his name is, um, is a young Bobby. true crime Bobby. podcaster. Oh my God. Yes. Oh my God, yes. <laughs> Look at him. He Bobby invented actually, true crime. He invented Bobby and Maggie need to do their own who? podcast. She needs to get on the podcast with him because first of all, she said it herself. She needs a better paying job. Um, and as we all know, podcast leads to immediate riches and so I just think they could be really successful also because they had banger dialogue, a banger rapport where he was reading from the paper and he was like, we have a special treat for you this morning. A body was found decolopolated. And she's like, hey, 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 decapitated. Um, and I love that line. She cares so much about his education. She will absolutely help him sound out how to spell the word, say the word suffocated. She will absolutely teach him how to say decapitated. She will absolutely tell him exactly what a slut is when he misuses the word. And differentiates it between bitch, which would have been more apropos in that moment. A child (laughs) must know these things. (laughs) That said, I love what he says. Um, Because that line um, is... I don't, why did he say that? Oh, they're talking about the paper thing, the reading the deaths in the paper thing. Um, and Kathy, who's the sister, um, is like not here for reading obituaries in the paper. And Bobby is like, dad, will you tell Kathy that keeping a record of deaths is healthy? And then Tony and Shalhoub and Shannon Elizabeth say in unison, 
Kathy, keeping a record of deaths is healthy. And then Bobby goes, because she's being a real slut about it. And I was like, eh. I love that. Iconic, I'm incredible. bring that into the vernacular. Mm-hmm. Stop being yeah, a and slut about, about this. She says, I prefer the term bitch. These sluts are girls with loose sex morals, which not exactly how I feel, but it was 2001. And also the phrase loose sex morals obsessed with. Wonderful. Um, <laughs> Wonderful. The phrasing, incredible. Um, but but with words, she's being a real slut about it. That's going to stick with me. That's gorgeous. Oh, yeah. It's really beautiful. And like, okay, I get it. I get that they are so excited to have a house because they're living in a shoebox apartment with a billion people and so many things. Um, and so they find out that they, they got, uh, Cyrus's home. Cause Cyrus is Tony's what's his name. In Uncle. Uncle. No, what's Arthur. Tony's Arthur, Criticos. Arthur, Arthur's uncle is Cyrus. And uh-huh. so like, okay, you roll up to this house. If I rolled up to the fucking house and the house was made of glass and it was see-through, I would be, disturbed immediately i'd be like my oh, uncle is a freak and i did not know with this glass house i mean it is cool it's for sure cool and like it's better than you know one room but it is immediately very creepy <laughs> i would yeah, be like oh yeah. cyrus why can't we just have normal things you fucking rich psychopath <laughs> right and they joke about I hope the bathrooms are in the basement or whatever. And then Shannon Elizabeth finds the bathroom and it has like that, like cloudy marble square tile oh, which block, is like whatever. so big um, in the eighties so yeah, and nineties. Okay. Those and- like cloudy glass bricks to make it opaque. But like, imagine you are fighting for your life in the bathroom and someone can still see the outline of your body. No, babe. No, babes. I have firsthand experience. Experience with this. I have firsthand experience with, with this. fighting for your life in a bathroom while somebody can no. see the outline of your body. Okay, I mean not that part. I'm talking about okay. the glass house thing. But like oh. the where I work, the house was Im- originally entirely made of glass bricks. Uh-huh. Um, and so it was in Ripley's, believe it or not, because it was like called like a glass house. And you can't you really tell now because like painted over a lot of it and there's like a uh, wallpaper on a lot of it. But there's this one fucking bathroom that I use sometimes when all the other bathrooms are closed. And it's a wall that like is like right next to a pathway. And the whole fucking wall is just those goddamn glass bricks. It is just those. And so I'm sitting there on the pot doing my business. And I'm like, uh-huh. can people, my coworkers, see me right now? I will take photos of this. But it is very similar. Haunting and horrifying, frankly. Yep. Scarier than any movie I've ever watched. But that said, it is. I've been on the other side of that wall. And it's fucking opaque as hell. You can't see through it. So it's fine. <laughs> okay. All right. We had, into those, consideration. we had those blocks in my basement growing mm-hmm. up like they weren't like a wall but like any kind of like window that was uh-huh. in the basement like they were like the small windows they were all those glass blocks and you could not see into them at all because they're so thick so it's they're okay. so it's thick okay. like you can't even see an outline but that does mm-hmm. not make cyrus less of a psychopath than he already True. is and let's just say it right now is there a person on this earth whose name is Cyrus who isn't evil? Like, let's be real. First name only or last name First, into consideration? I, I thought about that. Are we including Miley, Miley in uh, this? Yeah, are we talking we about know the Bill, No, I'm, I'm saying Ray is a full blown. We know Trace, Billy Ray is Don't a, forget Trace. 
no, no, no. It starts with Billy Ray and he is an angel, but a psychopath all at the same time. I just, I got a vibe. I can be your I angel or your devil. Yeah, he can oh. be our ankle or our devil, Chelsea. <laughs> That's a meme. You think that I'm that drunk and I have slurred a couple other words, but not that one. That one was on purpose. I'm not talking about the Cyrus clan. We're going to okay. leave them out of the equation. But if your first name is Cyrus, I'm so sorry to inform you, but you're evil. Sorry to the Dennises. Sorry to the Cyruses. It's a rough episode for you guys. I'm sorry, but like, they're setting you up for disaster here. We Can didn't make this quit? up. This is a pre-existing trope. Yeah. It's just true. But you will be swaggy. So there's that. You're swaggy, yeah. but you're evil. Put a cape on. Uh, it's all fine. Two sides of every coin. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Cape, so like, coveralls, okay. goggles. You're good. We're talking about the house. The house is whatever. Matthew Lillard in the orange jumpsuit. The That's house we could that. be better. It could be like a beautiful Victorian house. But yeah. it wasn't. Because Cyrus doesn't have taste. I personally like that um, they, not not Cyrus, I'm talking about the people who made this movie, Dark uh-huh. Castle or whatever, were like, we are going to pour the entire budget into the CGI of this house and the, and the practical effects, okay, both. But like this, this house is beautifully done. For 2001, honestly, it's fucking cool. It was really cool. They spend way too much time showing me how it's a puzzle. I don't need it. I don't need that much. I don't need the swirly, whirly gig shit in the middle for like 25 minutes. Like, I don't need that. It's too much. We could have done, you could have told me more about the ghosts and less about the house, but yeah. the house was fucking sick in that way. In being like a, a psychopath, spooky, yeah. modern, whatever it is. It's kind Here's of like thing. a puzzle box. I, the, the, look, the swirly, twisty, twirly insides, visually cool storytelling wise doesn't add that much, but also functionality wise, it really lends itself to the whole, the house is not a house. It's a machine thing that they say like two or three times, like they really bring it home for you. Um, so think of it in like cogs turning, gears turning, whatever. Yeah. And I'm more willing to get on board with everything going on. That said, um, it did give me the haunting vibes. Um, yeah. Didn't help that the Dark Castle logo in the opening has like a, like a, not a gremlin. What's it called? Gargoyle that comes to life. <laughs> um, and that was the haunting vibes. Um, but Roger Ebert, who hated this movie, um, did say, quote, the production is first rate. The physical look of the picture is splendid, unquote. And then he put it on his list of most hated films. So rude. He put it on the list like four years later. Like he really said, I remember how He's much like, I you know what? This. I've thought about it. I've, I've thought about it for four years. Yeah, I hate this, this is movie. going on And the guess list. what? He's wrong because it only He's took about what? Like six months to realize that this Maybe he only watched incredible. it once. Maybe all the critics only watched it once, which I get, you know what I mean? When I don't like a movie, I don't often come back for a round two. When I don't like a movie, I don't often make my podcast cover it. (laughs) (laughs) But it's a Maddie Lily film and I'm so glad. We're so glad. In in all fairness, I love this movie. And when y'all were like, I don't know. I've seen it before. So I was like, we got to do 13 Ghosts. 
and y'all were like, oh, I hate it. I'm like, it's you a Maddie Lily agenda. movie. We got to do like, it. Here's I was the like, thing. I'll do it because it's going to be fucking hilarious. Even mm-hmm. if it sucks, we did Thanksgiving. We had a great time. Right. Um, but the, you we know, did Ma. And- okay. <laughs> I'll say it here. I'll say it. I was wrong. I was wrong. Wow. I'm brave you enough know to say what it. Happened, I'm okay? strong enough and to here's say it. The thing. I'm sexy I love enough to say it. that we have this on a recording in both audio and visual. And you know what I'm going to do wrong about that we're going to use this. We're going to use Chelsea saying I was wrong and I'm not afraid to admit it. So out of context, so many times. So many times. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to chop it up. I'm going to chop it up. No, no, no. I'm going to chop it up and I'm going to make it your text tone. So every time you text me, it says I was wrong. wrong. No, don't do that. I'm sexy enough to admit it. You can put I'm sexy enough to admit it. How's that? And then you'll know that it was about me being wrong about 13 ghosts, but nobody else will ever know that I ever admitted that I was wrong about something. Except for everybody that listens to this episode. They're going to forget. Here's the thing. It wasn't that memorable. No way. They're all going to be like, oh my God, Chelsea admitted she was wrong. They're going to be on by my humble nature. Okay. I'm going to save you from yourself right now by making us talk about the movie more. I would love that. I would love that. But okay. I love that. Matthew Lillard is like an actor within the film because he's acting like he works for the DWP or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, except that the name of the company is Power and Lights, like very fake, sounds very fake. Um, but I I just love like the reveal of him finding out about all the ghosts, and I especially love his rant. I my favorite thing about Matthew Lillard is he one, he's sexy. Okay. That's one of my favorite things, but there's something about the way that he is when he gives one of his unhinged monologues mm-hmm. and in An almost unhinged monologue, his specialty in like every single movie I've ever seen with him pretty much, except I can't remember a particularly unhinged shaggy monologue, but I'm sure, sure. there's one. Um, he just gives like an Oscar award winning, like psychopath performance like every single time um and this movie like I for some reason forgot his entire role in it but like he has such a fucking good rant with Tony Shalhoub when he is explaining that he hunted ghosts with his uncle and it's just incredible it's just I can't repeat it and have it be as good but like you want to perform it together oh my god No, <laughs> I vote yes. I'll be back. Send me, send me the script. I mean, you know, I love to do a, a live reenactment of a I scene. Say, yes. If you have the you script, I will it. read yeah, it. Yeah, I'll send it right now. Okay, great. Am do you want to be Maddie Lily, gonna... or should I be Maddie Lily? I want to be Maddie Lily, but like that's because I like to be dramatic. But if you, you do it, you do. I'll be Tony. I'll be. I'll be Tony and you both can be Maddie Lily. <laughs> we'll do it at the same time. Okay. Yes. I love it. Wait, this is a different one. Oh, what one were you thinking of? I'm talking about the one where he talks about ghosts <laughs> when he's explaining it to Arthur. Oh, 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 that is what I thought that I sent, but I, didn't. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, I don't even remember this part. I don't know what this is. 
I just How could you had possibly to justify I what you're doing, stop. Cyrus. <laughs> I had to stop and I had to write down so much dialogue because I needed to break it down into 10 second clips so I could process it, listen to it and be like, okay, they're hunting ghosts. This lady says it's slavery. Maddie Lily says go work for Greenpeace, etc. That's not the part we're talking about though. But I I needed to really engage. Oh, I hear it. I have level. it already. You texted it. Yeah, to I sent me it to you earlier today, okay, but I just sent it again now. So Monica okay. and I are b- both being Maddie Lillian. You're going to be Tony Shalhoub, Sydney. Yes. <laughs> are we going to say it in unison? <laughs> I, don't I thought know we were where. performing for Sydney. <laughs> yeah, perform it for me, and I'll okay. just okay. I'll figure out Maddie where Lily, to I'll respond. Okay. <laughs> I know this is going to sound completely whack. All right, but just just stay with me. I used to hunt displaced spiritual energies with your uncle. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> PK agents, revenants, uh, uh, like wraiths, wraiths. Do you have any idea what I'm talking about? Uh, that's okay. That's okay. I'll do it way easier, or the easier way. Ghosts, Arthur. I used to. I used to hunt ghosts with your uncle Cyrus. Ghosts. 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 God damn it! Listen to me. Wow, we're gonna go. Goats? 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 I didn't notice that. No, oh my god, wow. I never would have noticed that. There wasn't this dramatic reenactment. Yes. (laughs) Well, I'm so glad we did it then. I'm so glad that um, this is incredible. But I actually, we already had this quote to be the opener. Yeah, this is, we already decided this would be the opener. And yeah. by the time anybody is hearing us say this, they will already know that. Um, unless they skip. Do you guys skip the quotes? Don't do that. No, we, you don't. They don't. Nice they definitely don't. They definitely they don't, don't skip, skip the beautiful ones. Maybe the it's end quote. Do you guys never. knew there was an end quote, right? Yeah. You guys you knew have that, an end right? Quote. Stay to the end of the credits and there's a little... There's a little quote gift. there for you. A little, a little gift for you. A little treat. A little kiss. They're funny. Kiss. They're usually pretty funny. They're, They're always really from us. It's we like think about this for at least, yeah, we think about the quotes, like, at least I do, like, half the time that I'm watching the movie. Like, half of the movie, I'm pausing it to write down timestamps so I can pull quotes. So, like, pay attention to the quotes. Anyway, there's this movie that we're talking about. It's called 13 Ghosts. Um, it not features 13 Ghosts, but what if it was called what 13 Goats? Matred Lily? Matthew Lily. I said Matthew Lily, which is probably why it threw everybody off. Mm, Goats, Matrude, um, we're all Mattress Lily, baby. And I love it. And I'm gonna share another quote that I love because I'm looking at it right now. Um and it is early on when lawyer Benjamin Moss has come to the Criticos household. Um to inform them that they have inherited Cyrus Criticros's estate. Um, and Shannon Elizabeth is being Kathy, which she's not a Kathy, but that's fine. Um, she's definitely Shannon, not a Kathy. Right? Like, seriously, Kathy is, again, no offense to anybody named Kathy's. Kathy feels like a mom name to me. And it really threw off my dynamics watching this film. Um, but she is like we have an uncle named cyrus or something like we've got an uncle cyrus um and tony shalhoub says my dad said he squandered the family fortune and she goes we have a family fortune and he says well no cyrus squandered it um and i just really love that line and i thought that it deserved to be highlighted in this moment 
there's a lot of knockout fucking quotes in this movie. Yes. There are okay. so many amazing ones. Maggie and one has of them, a great one. Yeah. And one of them comes after the next scene, after what we were just talking about, because in the middle of this fucking psychotic rant that Matthew Lillard is going on, the lawyer disappears into the bowels of the house and is sassing the all the goats like an asshole. Um, don't sass the booby ghost, okay? Um, the titty ghost? Rude. You're going to be mean to the titty ghost? Leave you're going to say mean things to the titty ghost? How fucking dare you? Her real name is the what princess? The angry, the angry princess. princess. Angry princess. Yes, 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 yes. Um, and uh, he picks up his big wad of cash and it <laughs> releases a lever that sets the entire house in motion and releases all the ghosts. So the moral of the story is greed will end your life. Okay. Um, I've heard that. I've heard that before too. And this movie makes it very clear um, mm-hmm. because this boy doesn't just die. He gets beautifully sliced in half by a door he doesn't even get killed by a ghost he gets sliced in half by a fucking door like how powerful are these doors i have a question i think this scene is so incredible like this Mm -hmm. death scene is my Mm -hmm. favorite one in the entire movie because there's not that many death scenes you get the one in the beginning yeah and then you have Oh my God, not in front of the children, guys. Monica! I'm sorry. He asked, oh! I asked him for a drink and he said that he would give it to me if I gave him a tip and I thought it would be a kiss, but instead he did that weird thing where he bared his teeth and kissed my forehead. So anyway, Ew. you don't need to know about it. It's fine. We're going to cut this out. Uh, what were you saying? Are we? <laughs> Leave it in. Everything stays in this episode. Um, yeah, no edits in this episode. No oh, edits posted as is. This is going to oh. be our first three hour long episode. <laughs> <laughs> it's Matthew L- Lily's Matthew birthday. Matthew Lily's birthday is a party as baby. As we want to, okay? No um, leaving the party early. That's a party foul. So I know uh, practical uh, effects. Something just happened with your microphone. Yeah, I thought oh. it was my my headphones at first. So no, it, like cut out and then it sounded weird. So did it uh disconnect? It like I bumped something and it like switched. Mm. Does it sound oh, okay. normal? Now it yeah, sounds yeah. normal yeah, yeah. again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, I bumped my like connector point to my computer and it was like switch to AirPods and then it's I fine. I was unplugged to the whole last episode. And it sounded not bad, quite frankly. It didn't sound great, but it sounded but it didn't not bad. it sound bad. That's what I'm saying. Not yeah. horrible. It was fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It could have been worse. Okay. It could, if I it saying? had been worse, probably somebody would have realized. You're talking about the practical event. Oh. Effect. Yeah. Um, so this death, when he's like cut in half, um, they used a lot of practical effects, like with all the ghosts, like they, they were actually like designed like that was being cut in like how much was the lawyer being cut in half like cgi and how much of it was practical effects they actually cut him in half because (laughs) (laughs) no that's a real effect okay that's real that guy died for this movie that guy is dead now okay uh Steve Beck, the director of this movie is like also directed ghost ship which we will one day do and have oh we will Oh, I will say it's like his two movies. He did those two. They were both flops. They said no more movies for you. 
my friend Alasia, I was on the phone with her today and she was like, I don't know if you take suggestions for movies, but like, have you heard of ghost shit? And I was like, we're doing on ghost the list. Shit. Do not worry. Um, this is be a summer film. Soon. Is it a summer but, film? Is it a spring film? Spring, because that's closer than summer. Continue cool. what you were saying, Sydney. Um, but so Steve Beck is like a renowned visual effects like artist, and they let him, this was his directorial debut. Again, he's only done two movies, but those movies were incredible. This and Ghost Ship. Justice for Steve Beck. Justice for Steve Beck. Um, but that's what I'm saying. Like clearly, like when he is chopped in half, like that's a CGI. But like. Do you think the other half of the body that's on the other side of the glass could be like a fun practical effect? Or do we think I that was like all like guy? I like it if it's they made a half body and made it go right. Straight. I feel like it's so I think much they better did. if I think they it did. was <gasps> a practical I effect. The, I just had the Googling. stupidest thought ever. It's super Uh-oh. stupid. Are you ready? Always. What if? <laughs> Uh-oh. What if oh, this is so stupid? What if this film was the start of the oh my god, it's actually a cake phrase? Ah! <laughs> and they made a giant cake of the lawyer and then cut him in half. It's a it's a the lawyer cake. was just an actual cake the entire time and not a lawyer. <laughs> Yay, thank you for appreciating you how that Maya. Is a lawyer. It's a cake. <laughs> I love how Monica was like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever thought. And me and Chelsea are like, we immediately support this idea. You are Yay! a beautiful genius, Monica. <laughs> I've been getting the algorithm has been serving me like, oh, it's actually a cake things every single day. And like that that happened like eight months ago. I don't need it to continue happening and I do not like it. Please stop. Don't show me lizards. That's all I want to see is lizards um, or lillards. Um, that's fine with me too. Also getting a little Andrew Garfield lately. And I'm very into that as well. Um, but no cakes. Thank you very much. But okay. Okay. Back Let's- to the, your question though. Um, I just Googled 13 ghost body cut in half effects question mark. Um, and I found an article on a site called scriptophobic.ca so it's from canada which is cool um i i trust anything out of canada um and there's a paragraph that says as is typically the case in movies from that time the final effect was a combination of digital and practical work the front half of the body was a puppet equipped with blood tubes the actor's face was digitally added to the puppet in post-production providing enough physicality to trick the viewer's mind into seeing a man cut in half. The back half was practical as well, depicting anatomically correct insides that were obscured enough through the glass and the goo to paint a truly chilling image of disgust. That's delicious. So is there like a little asterisk next to the word puppet that said that and then below it says cake? Like, read yes, it as cake. Yeah, I'm seeing I see that now. Um, yeah, okay, but yeah, actually sure. it's not it's not next to the word puppet it's next to um the anatomically correct insides oh good, um, good, good, that good, was good. the part that was cake was the back oh. half all right that's very interesting I love that I love that. yeah <laughs> but what I love actually about the lawyer scene 
um, is that he, if you, if you will, um, he gets split in half. Um, split is, is the key word that you should be paying attention to in this sentence. Um, but, um, because, but you don't know the joke yet. Why are you, but I'm, cause you've already said split. <laughs> I know what happens. Uh, that's not the joke. The joke is that later on Maggie is like, did the lawyer split? Um, and yeah. that's the joke and it's great. And I love that line. <laughs> it's such a good line. It's, it's so, so funny. funny. She's so funny. She it's does so such quick, an amazing too. job. She's done like no other movies. She did this movie and then was like, that's enough. Um, which, you know, go out while you're on top. She actually, that's a lie. She did two other movies and one of them was a hip hopera. Um, and Fuck yeah. Right. She um, carried this movie on her back, you know. She did a movie called The Hip Hop Witch. Um, so you Incredible. know, she's killed. she and then she was like, I'm really passionate about my movie career or my music career, and I'm gonna focus on my music career. And I say follow your passions, but I also say thank you for giving us 13 ghosts. As she fucking should, because the credit opening scene or whatever, like the the credit scene at the end is her song and it slaps. Yes, and th- that last moment with her um is so funny, and I'll get to that. Um, but I want to I want to stay on the topic of the deaths for a second while we're still in the vicinity. Um, because there was an IMDb trivia point about the lawyer's death that was like the filmmakers truly, truly thought that they were gonna have to cut this down and obscure it and make it not as incredible as it is. Um, because they thought the rating would be too bad, and they were able to keep it in entirely. But there's another death scene later in the movie. Um, Kalina, who I briefly touched on earlier, um, Kalina is plot wise. Um, she's working against Cyrus. So we think, um, being like, you can't trap these souls in your little house prison. That's bad. Um, but then she shows up later ostensibly to free the souls. Turns out she has some darker purposes. Um, but she actually is fucking Cyrus. Yeah, turns out she's fucking Cyrus. And like, honestly, don't blame her because um, he's got a cape. Um, but she does Maybe. die and she gets squished between two panes of glass. Mm-hmm. Um, and originally, I mean, it's like not, it doesn't look fun. So like she does get squished. You do see her get squished. You do see some blood. But originally they wanted to do like a full eyes popping out of her head, like brain leaking oh, out oh. squish. Um, and that they did have to cut down so that they wouldn't no. have an NC-17 rating. But I hope I that it exists that. out there somewhere. I'm going to, I'll look for it on YouTube. See if there was like a deleted scene that made it onto the DVD or something. That's so sick. Yeah, her whole character was so confusing. She like is the whole time being like an actor for Cyrus. So basically the whole idea with this movie is that Cyrus is capturing these 12 ghosts and to power his machine. Yes. To power this machine that basically opens the gates of hell and went right. And then when he opens the gates of hell, he becomes like the most powerful being in the world or something. Even though he's literally already dead. He's not. He's not. That's the thing. He's not dead. Yeah, he didn't die. He dead. faked his own death. Chelsea? Yeah. No. I thought he was a ghost. No! He's not. No, that's the big reveal in the end. Okay. 
that's the thing like we talked about this already briefly but the the glasses are such an epic part of this movie the fact that they added that into the story and it's not originally in the story just because of like how the actual 1960s version of the movie was portrayed to audiences like i love that but like it's really awesome in the movie too because like if you take the glasses off you're fucked you can't see the these ghosts at all and so arthur's wearing the ghost in one of the ghost he's wearing a ghost he's wearing the glasses in one of the final scenes and it's like right before the very very end and he looks at cyrus through the glasses and then he's like wait what the fuck and he takes the glasses off and cyrus is still there that did not process for me. And so even he a is bit. alive. And Kalina is not wearing glasses when she sees him and she makes out with him. And I don't think you can, well, they pro- you'll probably make out with a ghost. If it can kill you, you could probably kiss it. Um, <laughs> I've read the Mediator series and so have you. And yes, I, have. I know you can kiss a ghost. You can and I know that you should kiss a ghost. You should kiss a ghost. I mean, maybe not one of these ghosts. I mean, Lucy Lou fucked are- a ghost, so. Yeah, that's true. Some of these ghosts are pretty cute, though. So, like, I would kiss some of these ghosts, but not, not the all big of them. baby. Not the big baby. He got too much. <laughs> the he great got, child. He got too much know. barf on him for me to be kissing him. That's the main detractor I could get there. Into the torso, you know. Sure, 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 sure. I that's don't know what nice he looks torso. like under all that saran wrap, but I don't either. But I feel like he's sexy. All right. I'm, All right. I don't know. There's something about what's the one? Uh, hold on. One that I would kiss besides the princess, the hammer. Mm, Scary. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. But he's oh, and the prince too. Going on. Oh yeah. It has the, the torn thing prince going on. The torn prince is straight up sexy. I don't care that half his face is gone. Um. <laughs> very sexy what were we talking about yeah cyrus is not dead uh that's the moral of the story he is not dead he somehow faked it he bamboozled them um he made it look like his head got chopped off it's been days since he died right it's been days but he still has like all the blood and stuff on his neck so i guess he's trying to trick everyone into thinking that he's dead because he still has all the prosthesis it clearly tricked chelsea yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm looking at <laughs> my notes now. Her. Even some of my final notes from this movie, um, I got really confused, as you may have noticed. Um, and I did think until they made it explicitly clear that Tony Shalhoub was the 13th ghost, I was like, oh, Cyrus is the 13th ghost. Oh, Cyrus, obviously. Um, but then in my notes, I started to get confused again at the end. And I said, why is he not one of the ghosts, though? And then I said, or did he fake his death? And then I decided that was wrong. And I said, oh, he's just a regular ghost. Not the case. I don't, I don't know if it's too early to talk about this, but we're talking about all the ghosts in general. So, like, the whole thing is there's there's thir- there's 12 ghosts. Each of them has to be. I don't know if it's a specific type of ghost, that like or like a ghost that fits into these these uh, the archetype. archetypes or if it's these specific guys that they have to find because this seems I feel like it can't be these specific guys these specific ghosts because that book seems like it's ancient as time mm-hmm. and all of these ghosts died in the last hundred years not oh, all of them I, but a not lot the of pilgrimess so I not think my guess is. Um, the book was written, supposedly written in like the 1500s or something like that by a astrologer who was possessed. What are they? Boudicca? Something? Boudicca. Right. 
and it's the dark zodiac and so i think it's the black zodiac yes and they give kind of just like descriptions of like what these uh the black zodiac is and so cyrus was reading those descriptions and then just looking for ghosts that, that fit the archetype fit that archetype yeah it has to be that because what i was gonna say it has to be that not that it was these specific dudes and dudettes um because he orchestrates the death of arthur's wife that's what i think i, I think, think so too he i think has- he is yes dude, he had to he for had starting to. that house fire he did he had to there's no other way there's no other way besides this because I'm not even the one who had this thought. Savannah did. She's a genius. I was like, no. I was like, no way. And then I was like, no, you're totally right because he obviously, like, he goes and he finds the wife to be the fourth ghost. Jean. Um, Jean. Jean. Mm-hmm. Um, to and he goes and finds her and, and enslaves her soul or whatever. Um, so she could be the fourth ghost. But like it's a weird thing that there's a fire and he also needs someone who will sacrifice themselves willingly with like in an act of love or whatever to be the 13th ghost. So like he knows that if he takes Tony Shalhoub's children and puts them in peril, then that Tony Shalhoub is such a great guy that he would sacrifice himself for his kids. It's, it, it has to be that because there's no other way for him to ins- ensure this sort of thing. Like he had planned everything out to a T. So that 13th ghost had to be planned as well. And he planned for it to be Tony Shalhoub. And especially and since think- Kalina, who portrays herself as like, I'm here to help, blah, 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 blah. Explains- she's like, I am anti-slavery, JK. But especially because she's like, the 13 ghost is the fail safe and will stop all of this oh yeah but that was a lie exactly because this was all planned out because they knew that he would sacrifice himself for his children because they realized like how in love this family was like his uncle saw how in love he was how in love him and his wife were and how much that they loved their children and so he killed the wife and knew if he brought the whole family into this thing and put these children at risk, that Tony would sacrifice himself to save totally. his children and therefore creating the 13th ghost. And shit happens, obviously, in house fires. Like, not everyone gets out all the time. But how did everybody get out except for her? Unless there was some trap set for her, you know what I mean? Like. Just the way the audio sounds too. It seems like they were all getting out and then all of a sudden they're like, where is she? They were like, where is she? We got to go back. Oh, we can't go back. Like, I mean, you can argue it the other way, but I think that it makes more sense. And like, it shows like how far Cyrus will go. Cause like, it's not like he's like, the fact that his wife is one of the ghosts and then he's also making Tony Shalhoub be the 13th ghost. Like it's too connected. It has to be intentional. Hmm. Okay. I'm going to have thoughts to think about this. I, I kind of can also see the counter argument though, which is like, he seized an opportunity. Cause like she's, she's ghost number four, which is the withered lover, which is, seems like, um, as opposed to, you know, the great child and the dire mother, 
um, seems fairly open to interpretation. There's there's only going to be so many torsos out there in the world, etc. Um, but that's why I think that okay, he could choose hmm. anyone to be that person. So he chose someone that would knock him out. Two birds, one stone. He is very, um, you know, what is the word I'm trying to use? Efficient, enterprising, enterprising rich psychopath a girl Uh, boss if you will yeah he's like a total girl boss and so you know he's just (laughs) trying to like save time he's just like girl bossing it out yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. the argument that he's a girl boss close to the sun and he gets chopped his head yeah cut fully off okay Yeah. yeah here's the thing let's talk about the ending um the whole movie they're like walking around spooky house rooms are shifting or whatever the containment modules are opening closing chopping people in half um and then at the end um they've somehow got everybody in the right place to harness them into the machine tony shalhoub's children kathy and bobby are in the center of this like whirly gig Blades flying, etc. It's a machine, okay? It's a machine. It's built by it's the devil hot. and powered the by the, the dead. Um, and Tony Shalhoub has to, I don't know, I guess throw himself into the blades in theory to sacrifice himself to become the 13th ghost and unlock everything. I'm not sure what he wanted exactly or how, if there was a specific method the 13th ghost had to die by. Um, but there's been this whole, whole argument the whole time um, that Kalina and her partner Damon who she killed um or let die or whatever um but there was that whole argument in the beginning and I and I wrote it down and that was the dialogue I accidentally sent you earlier when I was trying to send you the goats one um where they're explaining like oh you're enslaving spirits so that they can power your machine so you can make money um and there's the argument of whether or not they should do that and then you see them and they're like gathered around the heart of the machine at the end um clearly against their wills until maggie starts like djing the machine flipping switches um it literally sounds like a dj like skipping the record um at first because i was like wait what's happening give me the beat bring the beat in um and then it's actually so funny the way she's just like playing playing with the machine essentially just doing absolutely whatever she can um and it fucking works and the ghosts all get released and they turn on cyrus and they go hey guy we agree with the slavery thing and you're being mean to us which here's the thing in the beginning of the movie i was like i think kalina is is she right or is she not right you're like you're not sure because they introduce you with the breaker, aka the juggernaut. And so I thought all of the ghosts were serial killers. Um, no, some of them are just dead people. <laughs> some oh, of yeah. them are just dead people whose souls have been enslaved for the rest of their lives. Uh, deaths. I think. Question mark. Who, who is it? it They're afterlives. The Only the juggernaut and um, the jackal. Killer, like, the jackal. Is the jackals. The ha- hammers he won? The hammer did kill people. Okay, let's actually, who cares about the ending of the movie? Let's talk about the ghosts. Um, okay, so the end of the movie is Cyrus, the ghosts, it fails, the plot fails, Cyrus gets taken by the ghost, 
And yeah, Maddie Lily dies. But, he comes back covered in blood, very sexy, etc. Very sexy ghost. Wait, we have to talk about. Uh, okay, we're gonna do a all part right, after right. this where we talk about Matthew Lillard and every part that was the best part with Matthew Lillard. But we're okay. not gonna do it now. We're gonna talk about the end, and then mm-hmm. we're gonna talk about the ghost. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but Matthew Lillard's in it the whole time. We haven't talked about him enough. But yeah, I mean, as he should, Cyrus gets like kind of like lifted up in the air, like Bob Mitzvah mm-hmm. style. And then they throw him into the fucking slicer. <laughs> and I'm like, talk about the torso. He gets ripped to shreds. The torso's probably thrilled. The torso's like, yeah, that's what happens. Like that head gets chopped off the same way we saw the torso's uh decolopolated head. Did you did you like my throwback? To I, that loved quote? I loved it. Thank you so it. much. I had to point it out just in case. Um <laughs> but, <laughs> I can't subtlety is dead um it's gone yeah we had to see the head so that we would be like you know who also doesn't have a head the torso an angry ghost who has led us to this moment um and then arthur like leaps through all the blades flawlessly and his children are like how'd you know you could do that he's like i didn't um and then they have a beautiful moment where they say goodbye to gene his wife who died in the fire. Well, she died in the hospital after the fire. And there was a whole IMDb trivia that was like, she's the fourth ghost. The Roman numeral for four is IV. Do you know what she has in her arm as a hospital ghost? An IV. Shut the fuck Incredible. up. <laughs> IMDb what? trivia has gone too far. <laughs> That's the it's like did they do that on purpose and it's incredible or was somebody on imgb high and having the time of their life it's always so hard either to tell. way i'm happy you know <laughs> either way i'm thrilled um but then they have that like beautiful moment with the mom where she comes back not hospitalized she's in like normal clothes her no burns um just to be like love you and then they go love you and then the movie pretty much ends and we all sob and then it's like wait and then i kept being like where is maggie and i was ready to throw a fit and then the movie ends but then they go just kidding and then they show maggie stomping around the ruins of the house being like i quit and i was like yay thank that was an iconic ending and it goes right into her song and it's beautiful right into her song they said you know who's the real star of this movie rodica yeah as she should be She's the heroine of the film. She's like technically the final girl because she makes shit happen. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, Kathy is also alive, but I don't care. Um, Kathy, I care about Green's in it. I, I like Kathy. There's nothing wrong with Kathy. Yeah, she's Shannon fine. Elizabeth was in Cursed, one of my favorite films. Um, but mainly she just preens in the mirror and then the angry princess is over her shoulder being an angry princess. Um, actually, that's a great cinematic shot um, where it really like drives home the goggles point of view because you see Kathy Prina, you don't see any ghosts. And then the camera like pans to, quote, look through the goggles, if you will. And that's when we see the angry princess and you start to get those like between cuts, um, which is is great because also then Kathy, for some reason, goes over to the bathtub and decides to wash her face in the bathtub. Don't know why. Don't know why. She was excited about warm water, you know? She She said, I'm trying to do a sponsorship here. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, well, should we go through the ghosts now? Because, like, okay, so the first one of the ghosts, ghost number one, is the firstborn son. And that's the little boy that you see who's wearing, like, the sick-ass Western shirt. 
Um, and so this is apparently his background story. The first son was a boy named Billy Michaels who had an unhealthy obsession with pop culture involving cowboys. It says cowboys and Indians, cowboys and Native Americans. I don't like the way it's written here. Any attempt to rip him away from his fantasy life would earn rage, but that rage and a toy gun didn't protect Billy from a real arrow fired into his head by another boy during an ill-conceived duel. Billy doesn't attack anyone in 13 Ghosts, but he is scary. Um, they are all afraid of him, too. Like, whenever they see him, they are like, stop what you're doing. Like, oh, they are so afraid of him. Yeah. That's so interesting, though, because IMDb trivia, and I don't know where this information came from that somebody put on IMDb trivia. I don't know if somebody just sat down and watched the director's commentary or whatever and then, like, wrote it up themselves. But IMDb trivia phrases it a little different. They say one day a neighbor found a real steel arrow in his parents' closet and they didn't clarify whether or not that neighbor was a child. And so I was like, did this neighbor just straight up murder Billy? Um, but they also say apparently um, his ghost whispers, I want to play, which I don't know that I caught while I was watching the movie. Oh yeah, I think I heard something like that. There's a lot of whispering in this movie. Okay, mm -hmm. who wants to talk about the torso? Me. That's all Sydney. The torso yeah. is my favorite one. Okay. Uh, screen rant. This is what it says about the torso. The torso is exactly what it sounds like. A disembodied torso wrapped in cellophane. In life, the torso is part of a compulsive gambler named Jimmy Gambino. Gambino, Gambino was also a bookie, but his own gambling prevented him from being able to play out the winnings of a man made in the mob. And the criminal didn't take it too kindly. Mob goons killed Jimmy and cut him, dumping his remains in the ocean. He's swimming with the fishes. He's swimming I with the, the fishes. Classic. I love that the torso is in this because it's just like, it's just, it's literally just a torso. It's literally just a torso, except for the moment where you see his decolopulated head, bringing that joke back. Um, you want to be a yeah, woman? Gorgeous. The Bound Woman is up next. She's ghost number three. Um, and Screen Rant writes, In life, the Bound Woman was named Susan LeGros and had a privileged upbringing. She was a rich, popular cheerleader who dated the captain of the school football team. That was until said captain found her with another boy on prom night and had a rather horrific reaction, to say the least. He bludgeoned his romantic rival to death, then strangled Susan with his own tie. Like the firstborn son in the torso, she's more scary than an actual threat, which is frankly true. Like most of the ghosts are, are just there to seem threatening. And you're kind of scared because like I said earlier, you've got the premise that these ghosts are serial killers. That's not true. It's, not <laughs> it's true. literally just not true for most of them. Also, they literally do nothing with the, the bound woman. She just is like, for a second. Is she the one who lures, lures Bobby into Bobby. the basement though? Yeah, yeah she does. Okay, yeah. That's Why? That's Why true. does she do that? What's her well, deal? She well, she's doing friend. that because she's like a spooky person and I guess she wants to do spooky shit. Maybe but, like, she has taken Billy under her wing and she's like, nobody has played with Billy in a really long time and he keeps saying he wants to play and I found another child finally in this house of, made of glass and prayers. Um, and when I say that, I don't mean metaphorically. I mean, the Lord's prayer is like written in Latin on the glass panes, at least on one of them. Yeah, it's like um, spells to 
keep containment the ghosts from going spells, yes. barrier spells. Um, and they also have like a, a reel where they have the audio of the spells for one of them. Um, very evil dead. Um, <laughs> and that's how you can start to tell that Kalina is evil actually. Cause she grabs, um, one of the spells and it's not the containment spells. It's like the drawing spells, like attract Ooh. ghosts or whatever. Um, bad bitch. Right, 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 right. But yeah, Not in a I think, good way. I think maybe the bad woman was trying to be nice and, and Bobby just found himself in an unfortunate situation, maybe. Possibly. Well, I, I don't know about that because our next ghost is number four, the withered lover. And we already know that that is Jean, the mother. So we don't need to go into all of her backstory. But she is actively telling Billy, like, don't follow her. Don't go down the stairs. Don't do it. She's like trying to fight back. Maybe it's because she knows all the rest of the scary shit that's down there. But, you know, you know, when you're horribly murdered by your boyfriend on prom night, maybe you get a little vindictive and maybe she's doing some evil shit these days. And, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's terrible. IMDb, for her also information, um, was apparently her body was buried at the 50-yard line on the local football field. And the boyfriend was convicted and sentenced to death. But before his execution, he was quoted as saying, the bitch broke my heart, so I broke her neck. Okay, I wow, just they really say, went all in on this shit. What? Yeah, sorry. they. Here's the when, thing. They like. There is a moment where they like flash obituaries and like newspaper articles and stuff like that when they're saying like the title of all of the ghosts, but it's so brief. But somebody wrote that up. You know what I mean? Like somebody came up with whatever was going in there. <laughs> somebody wrote that up, and they were like, "Everyone needs to know." I spent hours on this. But what were you gonna say, Sydney? When Chelsea was first like her body's buried on the 50 yard line, I thought we were talking about the mom. And I was like, wow. <laughs> she loved football, she loved Sydney. Football. It was her dream. <laughs> she loved it. Her dream was to go to the Super Bowl. So confused. And I was that's like, oh, a, that's a through line to tell that. Like, where we're Megan talking. Fox got him Super Bowl tickets and he <laughs> left them on the table, which made sense after I realized that he was going to. Kill himself. Kill himself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No need I don't want to go too far. I don't want to go too long on a tangent, but we just found this out today. Um, congratulations, Megan Fox congratulations, and Megan. Machine Gun Kelly on your engagement. And yes, thank you for doing it the week that we did a movie about Megan Fox because it just seems very timely and we seem very on the nose of um what's hip Pop and culture. we appreciate we actually, that. She she texted us ahead of time. She said. Hey guys, um, I'm not sure what your schedule is looking like. I know you guys are thinking about doing till death. I just want you to know, um, MGK and I have some big plans coming up. If you guys wanted to do a cross brand tie-in, um, a little collab, that would yeah. be so great. And we said, of it's course, literally Megan, anything for you, anything you want, Megan. It was literally I- the same day, but they came out that happened on the 11th at just cosmic you know i have a question that i'll probably maybe cut out um maybe do MGK we not talk about episode. how they're probably gonna break up in our episode <laughs> i still think that's true even though they said we drink each other's blood and we've been married in all of our past no, lives we and just we'll talked about how we're worried that lives. we're worried that they burn too hot for the sun kind of thing but we wish them the best Which burn i feel they other, probably worry like too Bridgerton, okay did you read no. their engagement posts? They also were like the pain, etc., the karma, etc. Okay, but here's been married the thing. in all of our past lives and will be married in all of our future lives. I did take a screenshot of that and I was gonna post an Instagram caption to be like, if you won't drink my blood, you don't actually love me. 
sure sure i'll drink your blood okay i, I know monica actually loves me chelsea doesn't it's i would it's do no if that's how you define it i do not i'm so sorry next time Best you cut your you. finger in front of me i'm gonna grab it uh, suck it and okay but here's that's the thing i you're cutting this out right <laughs> oh no i'm not i'm keeping this no. in because i would love that <laughs> okay i'll do it anyway next is the ghost number five the torn prince ghost and number this- five it's my turn. You just read The Withered no, Lover. I didn't read it. I thought she, I was no, skipping she just, it. She just said, hey, you guys remembered The Withered Lover. Fine. You it's can okay. Do you torn- can do it. You no, can do you it. You can do it. No, do it. You're excited no, you about it. Do, do it. it. Okay, I'll do it. No, Wait, I want to do it. I want to do the angry, angry princess, though, and I'll okay, explain that's why fine, later. And then I'll go. Okay, fine. I'll do the torn. Are you going to do the torn prince? No, you are. Okay, the Torn Prince was a high school baseball player in the late 1950s, explaining the ever-present baseball bat weapon that he'll happily use to attack any of 13 Ghosts' living characters. Named Royce Clayton, kind of hot, in life. A real baseball player's name. Ooh, the Torn Prince died during a drag race after losing control of his car in a horrific accident. He shouldn't blame himself, though, as his opponent opponent had secretly tampered with his brakes. This is James Dean. (laughs) <laughs> oh, it's totally James Dean. It's James Dean. It's Did James he get Dean. His they just copy. They just copy. I mean, there's that how he actually died, and then there's Rebel Without a Cause or whatever. I don't know about the brakes cutting, but he died in a race thing like that. It's the same thing. Oh. It's the same thing. He has yeah. the same hair as him. It's the same. It's vibe. the same fucking thing. But also, something that's very important that we have not brought up is when. The Torn Prince beats the absolute ever-loving shit out of Matthew Lillard when he doesn't have his glasses on and doesn't know that the ghosties are there. And that scene is so fucking funny because (laughs) Matthew Lillard's reaction is, like, incredibly sexual. He, like, falls on the ground and he does, like, this, like, crazy O-face thing. And, like, it's hilarious. We will screen grab it for social or something. But it is incredible acting and it needs to be shouted out. Matthew Lillard, you're the king. (laughs) Wait, actually, now I have a jumping point question. Um, obviously, the ghosts attack Maddie Lily because he enslaved them, essentially. He's the yeah. one that caught all of the ghosts. Of course, they're going to all be violent to him, even if they weren't violent otherwise. Um, but other than that, we don't see any of the non-serial killing ghosts do violence other than to Cyrus or Maddie Lily, do we? Oh, like, we obviously, see them a lot. No, no, well, no. The, the girl. Uh, the jackal fucks the, up. Yeah, but he was a serial killer when he was alive. Yeah, he was. What about the hammer, though? Doesn't the hammer do something? So the hammer, He's kind the of jackal, menacing. the hammer, the jackal, and uh, the jaggernaut are like the three ghosts that like are the bad ghosts. Like they're the and ones those ghosts all killed do... people while they were alive. Yeah, but the I feel like the hammer was justified um but the rest of them were psychopaths uh yes yeah the jackal and the juggernaut were legitimate psychopaths the hammer did the hammer attack tony shalhoub or was he just nearby and maddie lily assumed that he would attack well i they just really go after matthew lillard and he protects tony shalhoub with the big glass thing and just sacrifices himself and then he gets doubled down by juggernaut and the hammer and, and but Matthew half. Lillard was hunting them, so of course they're gonna right. go after him. Yeah, 
So my oh, question that's a really is, good if point. Maddie Lily had hidden behind the glass and Tony Shaloub had been in front of the glass and the one vulnerable, would the hammer have attacked him or would he have been like, maybe he would have if I he assumed know. that he was aligned with Maddie Lily and he would have been like, you're with that guy and that guy sucks. Um, it's hard to, but it's, it's an interesting say, question. But I had that question too, because um, in, I mean, I don't want to get ahead of ourselves. First, we'll actually first talk about the the angry princess and then I'll I'll bring this up. Okay. And here's why I called angry princess dibs. And here's what I would like to circle back to later. They're the black Zodiac. I would like to know if they correspond to the Zodiac as we know it. And she's Virgo. And I do think angry princess is very Virgo. Um, and I'm a Virgo, <laughs> as a Virgo. and I'm an angry princess. Amazing. Um, very on brand. I love it. Thank you. That's why I was like, I have, it has to be me. Um, anyway, the angry princess per screen rant was born Dana Newman. She was an incredibly beautiful woman by all standards, but her own. Sadly, she was unable to be happy with her looks, seeing imperfections others didn't and constantly trying to improve her appearance via surgery. A string of abusive relationships did nothing to help her self-image. After botching an attempt to perform face surgery on herself, Dana died by suicide, cutting her wrists in a bathtub. Slimy lawyer character Ben Moss makes a rude comment about her nude, ghostly appearance, and boy, does he pay for it. And he should. And he should not comment on her titties. Yeah. How dare Even you? Though they are she incredible. has beautiful titties. Um, I don't know why she's got slices all over her entire body, but like, who am I to comment that's how she on herself? IMDb says um she committed suicide in the bathtub or she died by suicide in the bathtub by slashing herself repeatedly with a butcher knife is what it says on there um okay that makes sense then well this goes back to what we were just talking about about how these are these ghosts all killers or they're only going after people who have wronged them because there's that whole extended scene with Kathy in the bathroom and the angry princess is there the entire fucking time stalking her around the whole room. And she does at one point almost go try to kill Kathy, but it's after like 20 minutes, it feels like of opportunities to do Mm -hmm. so a whole slow motion scene of her splashing water on her fucking face. And she doesn't take any of those opportunities to kill her. And I just thought, that was so strange I guess I think I think you're right that they not only the ones that are that they love to kill continue to do so the rest have their own steeds and they will kill if they feel so moved but that's yeah. not their main like in that scene it cuts between them and it cuts between them both preening in the mirror and first of all Shannon Elizabeth why are you finger combing four strands of hair on the That's side of your face and the rest of it was I like in a ponytail? This, I was like, nobody um, would aggressively what a choice. stroke like four things. Just her little literally lippy, the smallest amount of hair. There's, um, this, there's a shot where it looks like she's just doing it to the air. And it's yes, honestly, <laughs> which is like very much a TikTok vibe these days of people to like <laughs> pretend to tuck back hair that they don't have. But that's not what she was doing. And I and I don't give the movie credit for that. Um, But in my notes, literally, I was like the the vibes for the titty ghost is just like she's sitting there like, OK, girl, I'm taking a bath here. Like, this is rude. It's <laughs> just she's literally just being like can you leave can you give me my space please like privacy thing I've just been let out of my containment module for the first time in probably a long time I'd like to enjoy my very sad bath of blood thank you rude rude okay it's rude of Kathy okay. now it's my turn and I'll go turn. 
I'm glad that Monica took the 1950s James Dean one because I relate to the Pilgrimess oh. so much, who's number seven. And uh, the Pilgrimess was Isabella Smith, and she was a victim of the witch trials hysteria that gripped New England in the late 1600s. She was a local outcast accused of witchcraft. And when an attempted burning didn't work, the preconception that she was evil only increased. In the end, she was left to slowly die of starvation in the stocks. So her ghost remains locked in the like so stocks during the movie. Why? Here's the thing. Let her out of her chains. She's and again, dead. We'll circle back more because I'd like to talk about all of them if we have time, although we're going a little long. Um, Libra, Justice, Stocks, Trials. I'm just saying. Ooh, I, know. I feel like it's got to be saying. connected to that. I'm just saying. Some of them seem like they fit well to me, an astrology medium person. Um, and I'd like, I'd like the expert of astrology expert, Sydney Thompson. As a so, person who is not an expert, the first one is the baby of the Zodiac, which is Aries. And it's a baby. Well, and it's son, Aries, so yes, exactly. And he's a cowboy. And I like that. Taurus, and I'm the Aries. torso, it sounds like it should be the same. Like it should I, be working together. I know. Like, I would probably put the next one as Gemini, which is the... The bound woman? No, 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 no. The great child and the dire mother. Oh. I would probably switch them to Gemini. Okay, interesting. But they're different. They count as different signs. They count as different signs, but like at that point, like the great child wouldn't be like at that point, number eight is like the great child wouldn't be Scorpio and the dire mother wouldn't be Sagittarius. Well, but the dire mother could be Scorpio and the great child could be Sagittarius. But it says number eight is the great child and number nine is the dire mother. mother. Well, here, let me explain what the background hmm. stories for them is because it's super fucked up and I don't think it will enlighten us at all about this astro- astrological connection, but here we are. Um, the Margaret Shelbourne was a little person who worked in a carnival freak show. So this is the dire mother. And her enormous son, Harold, was the result of a sexual assault by the carnival's tallest member of the freak trope. Troop. Excuse me. Um, some of the other freaks later murdered Margaret, leading Harold to go crazy with an axe and kill most of them before he himself was killed by an angry mob. This is so fucked up. Which is so interesting, okay, though. Maybe actually, because... I could see that as a Scorpio, right? because as a Scorpio, I would probably murder somebody with an axe. Yeah, I feel that. Uh-huh. Um, but I'm to be <laughs> trivia. I'm I'm curious about that one. And I again, who anybody has access to IMDb trivia, anybody can put something on there. But it says that version, and then it also says um, an alternate version of the story, as told in the DVD commentary, is that their deaths were caused by the great child rolling over on the dire mother while asleep, thus suffocating her and then starving to death. So I don't know where that came from, but that's a they both take, both apparently. those stories suck. <laughs> both Not of like them they're suck. bad stories, um, but it sucks that that happened. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but but in one of them, oh, I guess in one of them that makes the great child one of the murderers too, while he was alive. Although, again, like the hammer, you can argue is it justified? Yeah. Okay, who wants to do the hammer? 
Wait, also IMDb trivia, sorry, about um the mother doesn't say it doesn't it wasn't supposed to be murder per IMDb apparently. Um it was that they were playing a prank on the great child by kidnapping his mother but they like took her in a bag and then she suffocated in the bag is what it says. Mm. Okay. Just some insight for your situation. But if she dies first, I guess they do do they say no, they say eight and nine, the great child and the dire mother. And I think you can kind of assume that they say great child first, that must be eight. They say dire mother second, that yeah. must be nine. But they say them as a pair and they say the numbers as a pair. So I think we are free if we think that the dire mother should be Scorpio and the great child should be Sagittarius. I think there's room for interpretation. Wonderful. Who's going like, to do the hammer? Care. We got to keep going. There's so many more ghosts. Mm -hmm. There's three more. Two. Yeah, three. Who wants to do the hammer? Monica, it's your turn. I just did the last one, but I'll do it again. I'll do the the hammer. hammer. Okay, go. You didn't do the last one. I did. Oh, you, you go, you go, Chelsea. And then I talked for it's a long Chelsea's time because I have a lot of things to say. I'm very important. Um, number turn. ten, the hammer, Capricorn. Um, these final three ghosts are definitely the most dangerous. Okay, that's just backstory. Sorry, screen rant. I'm gonna skip it. Um, he was born George Markley. Um, and the hammer wasn't a bad person at all, working as a blacksmith in a small town. That was until he was falsely accused of theft by a white man and his family was brutally murdered. In a grief-fueled rage, George took his trusty sledgehammer and bludgeoned their killers. Of course, the townspeople blamed him and killed him by driving railroad spikes into his body. So, like, it's not the same as Candyman, but also you can see the Candyman influences here, I think, like, undeniably, unless this was in the original story. And then I don't know when the Candyman myth was created, even though we did Candyman, but that was a year ago. I forget things. Either was Candyman based on a book? I think it was original. I think it was, was Candyman a yeah. legend before the movie? We gotta I do not know. the new movie, new Candyman. Yeah, we gotta. We gotta. I, I didn't even see it yet. Oh my god, it's so good. Maybe it's anyway, on video on demand this, soon. This whole character is that's so, such a fucked up backstory. But I love yeah. like the look of him. It's very um, Hellraiser. Um, mm-hmm. And I, that I, guy. He was just there for like the makeup tests and stuff. He wasn't supposed to be in the movie, but then the guy who was supposed to play the actual part didn't show up. So they let him do the role. Okay. Well, he's amazing and he looks so good. And it's just, he's like the scariest one for me. Cause he just like, he pulls the railroad stakes out of his body and uses Spooky. them as weapons. And it's mm-hmm. so fucked. And, and he has the sledgehammer like attached to his body. Right. Yeah. It's horrible. Okay, Girl, number oh, 11 delicious. is, I think, the best representative of Aquarius. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh-huh. And that's Sorry, Aquarius. the jackal. And the jackal is the most volatile and unpredictable of the 13 ghosts and was born Ryan Coon. Coon, Coon is how, yeah, that would be my best guess. Okay, yeah. Ryan Coon in 1887 and grew up to be a sick and twisted man. Uh, a vicious and compulsive sexual predator and killer, Ryan was uh, did actually seek, seek help for his afflictions, checking into asylum, but that didn't do him any good. And before long, he had completely lost what was left his mind. He eventually died when the asylum burned down. And- Which is so interesting because IMDb also says um, that he 
um he was the son of a of a sex worker um and his crimes were focused on sex workers um but Jesus that he Christ. right um they really did the most coming up with these backstories they said how can we they make really it did. as fucked up as possible um but he in the asylum apparently scratched at the walls so quote so violently that his fingernails were torn off they kept him permanently bound in a straight jacket tying it tighter when he acted out which caused his limbs to contort um he gnawed through the jacket which is why they put the metal cage on his head and they sealed him away in the basement. And there is speculation that it was during the fire that the bars on the metal cage got hot enough that he was able to like tear them open. Love and that's that. why they're like, Bleh. is that when he lost his lips? Cause he doesn't have lips. Um, just saying that would make sense. <laughs> okay. Um, as somebody who in her current possession has a straight jacket. Should I take some fun pics for our social this week? Oh dear Love God. Because oh, you know, no. I've got the family straight jacket. Family you straight know, jacket. You know how families have a straight jacket. Every family has a straight Does jacket. A normal family not have a familial straight jacket. If they don't, they should really get that checked out because there's something yeah, wrong with out them. Where ours is. Uh <laughs> But yeah, I the one thing I'll say about the jackal is that I love um, someone who you know uses what they have, uh, uh -huh. and and the jackal uses his nails as scary serrated knives and scratches the shit out of everyone, and I appreciate that about him. Um, yeah, I liked that the terrifying. backstory per IMD was like he's a scratcher, all right, he's and then we saw scratching. that for ourselves, and then he stays that way. Mm -hmm. All right, that brings us to our final ghost, and that is the juggernaut. Um, and let me just say. That the juggernaut um i feel connected to in many ways not like in what he does but he also has an, a preposterously large chin and that's something i relate to as apparently a sagittarius rising who looks like a horse i have to um and his name this. is horace and his name is horace and that's my dad's name <laughs> and your grandpa's name it's a family my grandpa's name. name it's the family wow. name Anyway, oh, and you have Pisces Mercury. So here's the thing. Oh. I have a family straight jacket. Monica has the name Horace. So I have a family Horace. So there you go. The Horace keeps making profiles on my Hulu. Stop. <laughs> he might listen to this episode. Okay. Horace Breaker Mahoney, the juggernaut, is definitely the most dangerous ghost, and he can be considered the final boss of the group. A mountain of a man, Horace was a serial killer who would pick up hitchhikers or offer rides to the stranded, only to take them to his junkyard, that's the junkyard we're in in the beginning, and tear go. them apart with his bare hands. Gross. Same. He'd then feed their bodies to his dogs. Why didn't we get ghost dogs? Yeah. Why didn't we get ghost dogs? Anyway, along with the hammer, the juggernaut sadly decimates friendly psychic character Dennis Rafkin. So fuck you, juggernaut, for hurting our boy, Matthew Lillard, who is the reason we're doing this movie on his birthday of all times. <laughs> What's birthday? wrong with you, juggernaut? In front of his salad? In front of his salad? Anyway, I mean... And that's 13 ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, okay. So Pisces, Juggernaut, Aquarius, the Jackal. We talked about everything up to Virgo. The Torn Prince, that's Leo behavior. That's Leo energy to be a prince. Um, the Withered Lover, Cancer, that feels right to me. Bound Woman, Gemini. What do you think? 
is a stretch. I don't see a direct it's a stretch. Okay. Um, she was two-timing her boyfriend. Gemini's oh. are the twins. Two faces. Two faces. Huh? 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 There's something okay. there. It's light, but it's there. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm I'm making connections. Um, Taurus, torso, they sound alike. I don't have to say anymore. You get it. Um, and then, like we said, Aries, the firstborn son, the first child of the zodiac. I think this is it's a there. compelling case. It's there. The argument is this is this is airtight. <laughs> airtight. Airtight. Okay, so this and then the thirteenth ghost is when everybody tried to be like your zodiac sign isn't what you think. They redid the months or whatever, and they tried to brainwash everybody, and then everybody had to be like, mm, "I'm sticking with the one I have." Thank y'all. And then it all falls apart. AKA then- Cyrus gets cut into a thousand pieces. The end. Mm-hmm. The thirteenth ghost stays alive. So what's guess the thirteenth what? zodiac that starts with an O that everybody's like every couple years they're like, oh my god, no, there's a thirteenth zodiac and everybody's wrong, and then everybody's like, that's no, not there- my business to know. There frankly. isn't one. It starts Omega. with an O. Ocelot. I refuse to acknowledge it because it's not real. But every once in a while, there's Ranting. always that thing saying. There's Oedipus. a 13th Zodiac, and therefore <laughs> the 13th ghost. Uh, the 13th Zodiac up. is Oedipus. That's horrible. It's O-P- oh, I was going to... Mm? Opiacus. Do you think that's Opiacus. the right pronunciation? No That clue. sounds right. Opiacus is what I was Op- going to say at first. Opiacus. And then I was like, that feels wrong. It's that Opiacus. Feels right. But it also does... I'm not very cultured. To me, it sounds Greek. So, you know, maybe. Bear. Well, okay. The serpent bearer. The serpent bearer? We could have had a snake. That's Tony Shalhoub, baby. No, Cyrus. <laughs> Cyrus technically is the 13th ghost because he True. dies. True. Um, And he is a snake. So there you go. Oh, oh. there we go. Wow. Oh, wow. my God. It all comes together. Obviously, oh. they finally, they went over this movie with a fine-tooth comb. Every detail perfectly in place. Um, <laughs> wow flawless film no notes no no critiques they could have been more clear that the pills were pills and not rocks um i think we could have had a gay ghost we could have had well how do you know we didn't well let's talk about it how could this movie be gayer which of the ghosts is gay all of this um well i think that the angry princess is gay um and I think that because um, she was, I'm making it up as I go. She was seeking so much external validation from men, it seems, based on her plastic surgery nightmare horror story. And I think if she had come to terms with the fact that she's gay, she would have opened herself up to a whole different arena of what you think is beautiful and what you think is attractive because you're no longer like posturing for the same gaze that you perhaps were before yeah um and I think that could have really freed her and and who knows maybe she'd still be alive today if she were gay um who else is gay well the pilgrimess is obviously gay um oh yeah yeah which that's it speaks for itself yeah she's um that's that's great for her. I love that for her. Leo, um, the torn prince, being a torn prince, to me, gay behavior. He's torn because he likes men and women, so he's a bisexual. Kid. Oh, love that oh. for him. 
Um, it's right there written in the text, you know? There we go. There we go. <laughs> the torso, gay. I don't think I have gay. to say anymore. I mean, it's oh, obvious. So Did gay. you meet him? Come on. <laughs> you, all you see of him is his torso. That's a grinder profile, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I coughed. It was so good. Um, I can't speak for the large child. Excuse me, the great child. He is large, though. He is large. He is large. He is large, and he's got a lot of barf on him. And I don't know why they needed him to have barf on him. And that has nothing to do with this segment. <laughs> um, and I won't speak to the jackal and the juggernaut. They do whatever they want to do, and they kill whoever they want to kill. They are mm-hmm, pansexuals. They are open to everything. Any person they I'm an ally to them and I think that they should be able to live their truths. Um I will say, okay, here's the thing. Again, like I said earlier, we were introduced to the ghosts. I assumed they must all be serial killers. And then we learn not all of them are, but some of them are. And some of them, the juggernaut specifically was killing people as a ghost. And then they just release them and they all walk into the night. Like you're not going to try and exercise the ghosts who are still murdering people. Maybe have we considered? Right. No? I was just That's like, fine. Oh, they're the free to go. Just okay. walk away. Okay. Great. Okay. That's going to be a problem I mean, for the Dennis sequel. is dead. Everybody's dead. Who could do something about it? I know that Maggie has the raw power within Maggie's her, not but being she perhaps paid doesn't enough. have the knowledge. Yeah, You're right. Maggie it's not her was job. also not like, not her none of my business. It's not that her said, if they have given this movie a sequel, um, I don't see why Matthew Lillard couldn't have returned as a ghost and taken Maggie under his wing and been like, clearly you've got a knack for this whole thing because you're the one that got the house to go haywire um, and got the pieces where they needed to be. I will say that the actual 13th ghost, I was wrong. It's not Cyrus. It is Matthew Lillard because he oh, dies 13th. Um, and oh, he, he, he dies looks so love, hot as a Tony, ghost. He is just, I just wanted to say that so I could say he looks so hot as a ghost because he's not yeah. wearing those little glasses anymore. So and sexy. He's all covered in blood and he's very chill because he's no longer haunted by the traumas of everyone who's around him. And he's just like, you're going to do it. You're going to save him. And I know mm-hmm. you're going to save him. And I'm not mm-hmm. worried about it. Adam was, I were watching it and he was like, why is he so casual about this? And I was like, that's because he's so sure of Tony Shaloub. He has no doubts about Tony Shaloub's abilities. Okay. So that's gay. He fell in love with Tony Shaloub. That's gay. Fair. Fair. And okay. So that's how it could be gayer. We already did. Where would Matthew Lillard be? Because. We did. We did that segment already. We did it. He's everywhere. He could He's play every role. Time. He could. I would watch a version of this movie where he plays every role. Agreed. Same. I want that. Actually, I would actually pay money for that. I would help fund it if I have mm-hmm. money at any point. Um, mm-hmm. And then that brings us to who is the dumb bitch. And like, I mean, it's a tie between Cyrus and Kalina, right? They both fucking suck. <sighs> Maybe Kalina's the dumber yeah, bitch because she gets say- swindled by Cyrus and she kills her other hotter boyfriend. She kills her bestie. She abandons all of her morals. Um, She was really coming at him. I wrote down Kalina. a quote in the beginning because I, I truly was like, I need all this exposition to understand. Um. She says to him, these aren't animals you're capturing. They're human beings. Um, who are you to play God, etc." Like all this stuff. Um, how can you possibly, possibly justify what you're doing, Cyrus? It's out and out slavery. Actually, I think Damon says that. But the point stands. 
Like, she's just a good actress. She just wanted the dick. She's a dumb idiot and a dumb bitch. And I absolutely respect people who are like, I just want the dick. Um, But perhaps not to the degree of murdering someone for the dick. You know what I mean? Maybe there's a line somewhere in between there. Children, you know. Somewhere in between there is the line. She does kind of balk at endangering children, but then she does it. So... It's all acting. She, You can't tell when she's being real or when she's being fake. And also, Cyrus is just less of a dumb bitch because he's got the sexy cape. I'm sorry. Um, if you have a cape, you get a few smarty above. points. It shows that you know how to dress, and that's important. Even and though Kalina has, like, a mom risk. from Spy Kids vibe going on. Yes. Um, she also kind of has dreads throughout the does film. Does she? Yes. The twists in her hair get more and mm. more twisty at one point in the film, and I was mm. like, this is getting too close to white woman dreads. And so we throw her into the pit of dumb She bitches. does not know how to dress. And Cyrus does know how to dress. And that's the difference between and them. That's the distinction. Okay, well then, we got to do our knives out of fives. So we know that everyone hated it. But how much yeah. did they hate it? Not that much on IMDb. People on IMDb were able to see reason. They gave it 5.6 out of 10. Um, on Rotten Tomato, audiences also, for the most part, able to see reason. It did get rotten, um, but it was 48% rotten from audiences, which I think is like a, a relatively decent rating comparatively. Uh, critics, on the other hand, gave it 17% rotten, which is Assholes. one of our one of our lower critic ratings okay. um, that we've seen so far. And that okay. said... They must have all only seen the movie one time because if they really took the time to understand the plot and double back around, they would have enjoyed it so much more just like I did. And I know that in my spirit. Yeah, I mean, that's a thing. You need to watch this twice because the first time you see it, it just slaps you in the face and then you're like, ow, my face hurts. What's happening? Oh, why does Matthew Lillard have those little glasses? Oh, thank God he took them off. Oh, God, orange jumpsuit. And you're just overwhelmed and there's a lot going on. All of a sudden there's titties and they're cut up and you're scared and you don't know what to do. Um, And then if you just take a, a second time around and you sit there and you take some deep breaths and you pause it when you're overwhelmed, then, then you could actually figure out what is going on with this movie. And I, I read this article on Collider that really does an incredible job of ripping me to shreds because you know me, how I love all the new elevated horror horror films. Um, Sydney, mm-hmm. if you haven't read this article, I think that you would love it because it like <laughs> brings all this shit up. Like I love all the elevated horror stuff, but I also love all the hokey shit, right? And this movie, or this article does a great job of just being like, Look at this poster. The poster for this movie is absolutely insane. It has two fucking taglines. Misery Loves Company is one of them. And the other one is Terror Has Multiplied. Hilarious. And it's and it says all of these amazing things like, what do you think of this poster? Aggressively garish Photoshop, a color scheme that hurts your eyes. Not one, but two punny taglines. The rare number squished into a title that just screams edginess. A heck of a lot to take in, right? I understand if you need a second to lay down, but it's like, I'm here to let you know that all of that stuff is actually good and not bad. <laughs> it's actually a power clash, you dumb it's, bitch. Yeah, <laughs> It's actually amazing. And it later goes on to say, 
Contemporary prestige horror films are artsy European fare that we're supposed to like. 13 Ghosts is a schlocky Amblin ripoff we're supposed to feel bad about liking. Reader, like the many ghosts of 13 Ghosts, shackle yourselves. And that's it. That's it. That's the thing. Release your inhibitions. Release your inhibitions. Release your Forget inhibitions. everything. It's it's like SpongeBob. Forget everything that you know except for fun, fine dining and breathing. Forget everything that you know <laughs> about horror movies, okay? And watch this movie for what it is. It's super fucking fun. The CGI is actually really good. The practical effects are amazing. Tony Shalhoub acts his fucking heart out. I don't give a shit about the children, but Maggie <laughs> is there. And okay, the, the, the you're one, right. You're the right. Little, you should say it. The little boy child has an adorable little boy voice that seems too young for how large the child is. So whatever. But I liked that about him. Um, and we have Matthew fucking Lillard acting his heart out being unhinged. So like I would have given this probably like a two the last time I saw it, but I'm giving it a four now. So there you go. <laughs> I, I love it. fully respect that. I think that's great. I love um, it. And I would also like to say it's so interesting that you say those two taglines because I'm looking at the poster on IMDb and it has a third different tagline. Oh yeah, I saw um, that. And it says this Halloween evil has multiplied. And I think it's so interesting that you said how discordant people find the poster because I can't find it right now on IMDb trivia. But I remember there was a piece of trivia that was like, there's so much going on visually and there's so much going on with the soundtrack that audiences reported it was like literally painful to watch, um, which, you know, sometimes <laughs> yeah. is the vibe. Um, but also while I was looking for that, I discovered some other incredible IMDb trivia points that were not relevant enough to bring up earlier, but are too funny to me to not bring up. Um and one of them is that the angry princess is played by a woman named Shauna Lawyer. Um, and someone wrote on I'm someone having the time of their fucking life went on to IMDb trivia and wrote the angry princess played by Shauna Lawyer causes lawyer Benjamin Moss to be sawed in half by the glass door. She has thus, quote, shorn a lawyer. And I was like, stop, please stop, please stop um wow. another one that stopped me absolutely in my tracks was one of the shooting days for this film for reshoots specifically unfortunately happened to be on september 11th 2001 when word of the terrorist attacks on the world trade center reached the cast and crew on set they all shared a moment of silence together before resuming production director steve beck was noticeably uncomfortable for the rest of the day like huh why would what? you put that on here who was like, the people need to know that one of the filming days was 9-11 and guess what? Somebody was upset about it. We were all Yeah, a lot of people. They're humans. Most, most They're arguably. Humans. That was a rough day. I think for a lot of people, generally speaking. Anyway, it's the, the choices some people make are so fascinating to me. Um, but I thought... Second time around, first time around, if you had asked me to give knives out of fives, I would have said zero. I would have been like, I don't understand what happened. This movie was scary in a way that was not um, horror movie scary, but was like, I'm afraid because I don't know what's going on. I feel out of control of my life and the world around me. Um, and second time around, incredible, amazing. I loved it. Um, 
would I say that it's a good movie? Question mark. Um, would I say that I loved it and I had so much fun and I want to give it four and a half knives out of fives? Yes. I, and I will. Yeah. Yeah. I just it's thought it was the redemption arc for me. I thought there was some really good jokes in here. I love my father always said he squandered the family fortune. We have a family fortune. No, he squandered it. Like I bitch, I just said, are you listening? Um, I, that's one of my favorite jokes in this movie. I just think it's so funny. Um, but overall I thought the writing was great. I thought the, they do explain things to you. You just have to really be willing to slow down so that you can understand them and process them. You know how like when you're studying, you do like 45 minutes on, you take a 15 minute break so that you're not just cramming information in your brain. Your brain has time to process things. That was me watching this movie. I needed to take little breaks and I needed to really study the material. But once I got it, I got it. Hell yeah. I love that Except for the rocks thing. The rocks thing I clearly didn't get. I've loved this movie from the jump and only because I watched it like as a child and I remember it being on cable. So this movie gets a 4.5 for me. Yay! I, this is a movie I didn't that- expect to be the lowest. Oops. <laughs> Do you want to bump your score? <laughs> I'll think about it. Keep going, Sydney. Give her the Just, pitch, Sydney. Convince her. This movie is so dumb. And it's so perfect of that, like, early 2000s cheesy, like, we don't really know what we're doing horror movie. We're just here to have a good time. And the one thing that I love about this movie is Matthew Lillard is the only actor in this movie that understands what this movie actually is. And he plays into it. And everybody else takes this movie so seriously. Like all the other actors are like, this is a serious horror movie. And Matthew Lillard is like, nah, fam. Like, this is not what it is. God damn it. (laughs) We're going to, Matthew Lillard's like, I know what this is. I am a scream king. Like we are going to play this what it is. And I think it adds to his character specifically. It adds to the overall like kooky, wacky, early, like, I don't know. Early 2000s movies just like has, a special place in my heart just like 80 80s movies do like they're so different and they're so, so similar yeah. at the same time and I I just love them so much so it, this is a full on 4.5 out of 5 for me they have that je ne sais quoi you know they do they have <laughs> that it girl factor about them you know okay, honestly I'll, I'll- it's so iconic that in the original movie from the 60s or whatever you guys said earlier you had to wear the goggles to see the ghosts. And they said, we will not be adapting most of that story, but we love that detail. It's part of our movie now. To me, that's worth the extra 0. 0.5 knives. I'm going to give yes. it a 4.4. Oh, she said she's docking 0. 0.1 points. Why? I didn't. That? I added 0. 0.4. Let's look at things like a half. Okay. Okay. Full. We're going to come from a strength perspective. Instead. Yeah, we love it. We're positive people. I've we never been things- a negative Nancy in my life. Sure. <laughs> that brings us to the end of 13 Ghosts, but the beginning for you, fair listener, of our Matthew Lillard social media week. So enjoy the ride. It's going to be Happy a beautiful day, birthday experience. Happy, all Happy birthday, Maddie Lillard. <laughs> <laughs> we love you.
love you, Matthew. Thank you for what you've done for the genre. We are forever indebted to you. Um, also, Scream just came out last week, and so you're in the We're air. We can sight. feel you. We can yeah. feel you. <laughs> we are recording this before the movie came out, so we can't comment on that yet, but we're we're really looking forward to I'm it. I'm going to risk my life to see this movie over the weekend. So anything for you, baby. <laughs> anything for you, baby. Okay, well, that brings us to our next week's film. And that next movie um, is Snowpiercer, the 2013 Bong Joon-ho movie. Um, and we've also got a very special treat because we will be joined by our first celebrity guest, uh, Christian Brune, who is in the new Snowpiercer TV show. He's in season three, which comes out on the 24th. And our, our Snowpiercer episode will come out on the 25th. A little double feature oh, for Kylie. you. Uh-huh. This is a nice a friend of promo. the pod. Yeah, but we... Um, tagged him mercilessly on our social post when we did ready or not last year and he was so absolutely sweet about it um that we dm'd him to be like thank you for being so nice do you ever want to be on our podcast and he said said yes yes, which is insane um friend of the pod we love love it we stand um so he'll be with us next week i haven't seen the movie before I did really like Parasite but I haven't really explored the rest of the Bong Joon-ho oeuvre is that how you say oeuvre I have no idea Doesn't matter. no idea um, I mean that word before I I've seen the movie before though and I for you. and I really really liked it Adam and I yeah? watched it um yeah it, it was it was fucked up but like mm-hmm. okay I'm super excited <laughs> I never really thought of it as like a horror necessarily I know some people call it like a sci-fi but I googled and there's enough horror coverage of it for me to be like that's ours oh, and counts. also I feel it that Bong, Bong Joon-ho has been embraced as a horror director in many ways and so yeah, I'm excited. Um, this is gonna be amazing yeah and I mean like we loved train movie train to Busan so I can only imagine that another train movie is also gonna have a train in it no, and that's a positive this movie's about a train it's about a train oh I forgot I've... it's not in the title yeah it's a train capitalism don't explain Winter anymore. Something. Just That's all train. I've got. It all takes place on a train. It has wow. Chris Evans. Oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> You're going to love it. You're going to love it. I. Uh, this is another, we're going in blind, baby. I have no, never I seen it. We're blind. this. We're Monica blind. will be our guide. I've seen it. I can vouch for it. I vouch for it. And Christian, and Christian Brun too. presumably will have some insight having worked with the material himself. <laughs> <laughs> so it's Matthew Lillard's birthday week why not give the gift of a five-star review to us and then in the review you can write happy birthday Matthew Lillard and then he'll see it because he looks at all of our reviews um I think it's the most direct way that you could speak to him if you want to wish Maddie Lily a happy birthday This is just probably the only way you can do it by giving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, on Podchaser, or you could just leave a five-star review with no words to it on Spotify and we'll Mm -hmm. just feel the vibes and we'll know know that it was for Maddie. He'll know. Yeah, he'll know. That's how it works. Yeah, we'll tell him. Um, So consider it. Uh, Also, why not follow us on social media? As we told you, it's going to be Matthew Lillard pictures all week long, baby, at spooky underscore Tuesday on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. We're also at spooky Tuesday pod on Tumblr and Facebook and at spooky Tuesday on Letterboxd.
Thanks for listening. Bye, Spooky. Dad, will you tell Kathy that keeping a record of death is healthy? Kathy, keeping a record of death is healthy. Because she's being a little slut about it. Spooky Tuesday was created by Monica Height, Sydney Thompson, and Chelsea Duff, and edited by Sydney Thompson. Our gorgeously spooky tunes are all thanks to Tamara Simons, who you can follow on Instagram at Captain Tamara. And our podcast art is by Mary Murphy, who you can find on Instagram at the underscore moon underscore OMG. 